been a heck of a day. <laughs> I've had a very interesting 30 hours. <laughs> <sighs> Yesterday morning, we woke up early. I had, you know, I had jury duty at the Superior Court. Wow. Yeah, yeah. On, and, on voting day. I only found out finally yesterday that I'm registered under two addresses, and basically that's why I get called constantly. And I'm jury crack. I always get called. I always get picked. And no matter what I say, they're like, hey, that's great. We could really use you. So, and it, in this case, Superior Court, oh my God, what's it going to be? Long story short, we get up early. The three of us go to the polling station. My daughter drops in the ballot for Hillary Clinton. I go to jury duty. I narrowly, narrowly avoid a multi-month attempted murder <laughs> jury duty. John, John Gruber, I'm, I'm literally rocking in my seat and making this noise. <laughs> I, I, won't, I won't drag this out, but basically, I, I pleaded hardship. Even though they said they're probably not going to let us off for that, I astoundingly got deferred. I walk up 6th Street. Are you familiar with 6th Street? I am. I am. I, yeah. I, 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 you know what? It, I am oddly familiar with 6th Street in Philadelphia. You, you don't, in San you don't unsee 6th Street. You don't forget 6th Street. <laughs> right. <laughs> I walk up 6th Street, and it is, it's, it's like a Godspeed You Black Emperor song. It's just a, a lot of people with sores and amputations. I saw a sobbing man pooping on the street. There's a lot of screaming and dogs, and it's basically, it's like the end of the world. And uh, that was my morning up till about 11.30. So then I just went home and started rocking at home. I couldn't even play threes. I'm just rocking, going, because hmm. I'm already, I'm, I'm, all, I'm sorry, I'm monopolizing your show. But I, I've been, a, I don't want to make a big deal about it because I think it's unseemly. It was a public, bad but, start. It was a bad start to a bad day. <laughs> and I hoped that it would, those would all be good, good portents. Yeah. But that was my morning. And then, um, yeah, they went, where, what, how, how are you feeling? You having a good day? No. <laughs> Here's the yeah. thing. I mm -hmm. think you and I owe it to the world. We owe it to America. We're going to we're going to do this show and we're going to do a show for everybody. Okay. I you mean, don't you don't have to, you don't have to be an Apple fan. Are you with me so far? Oh, I'm so with you. You're you're, you're going to get notes. We're going to get notes cuz we're going to miss some people. Yeah. We're, we're trying to scoop up everybody. We're trying to we're 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 we've I don't know. We've got the scoop. We're coming in for everybody. <laughs> Are you having a holiday party there? Yeah. Oh <laughs> I'm having a holiday party. Merlin, we're coming in. We're we're coming in with the scoop. We're coming in for everybody. Yeah. We're gonna try to pick everybody up. Yeah. Okay. And we're gonna miss some people. There's no <laughs> doubt about it. There's John no Gruber, way. John Gruber, you, you can't get every person. That's you the first person you learn. Right. And I, I, we're gonna miss some people. Yeah. This is an epi I In my opinion, this is the most special episode of this podcast I've ever recorded. I've recorded many uh, Star Wars. <laughs> That, that one's your, isn't that still your record holder? Yeah, oh, of course. Uh, Star Wars episodes are about eight episode, eight, eight hours long. Okay. <laughs> and, you know, I mean, we've had, I mean, we've had Harrison Ford on, we've had yeah. Mark Hamill on. He's, he's a lot nicer than I expected. Carrie Fisher. I mean, some very special guests. Yeah. For those episodes. 
nothing is going to compare to this episode of the show. And I'll, I will tell <laughs> no you. No pressure. No, no pressure. Well, there was only one person. People. We're trying to scoop up everybody, but we're going to miss some people. Well, I will tell you this. I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be honest. Open kimono. I'm, I'm opening the kimono here. <laughs> I'm not happy with the election results. I, th- I honestly fear for the state of Western democracy. I absolutely, positively had too much to drink last night. Mm-hmm. And when I woke up this morning, I thought, there's only one person I can ask to be on my show t- today, and it's Merlin Mann. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> and I will say this. Yeah. I reached out to you. For this very special emergency episode. <laughs> right. Because uh, I'll tell you what. I, I am, in general, I try, I try to go once a week. And once a week would have put me like a couple of days before the election. And... A couple of days ago, I was too pre-election obsessed, and I thought nobody wants to hear pre-election obsessed John Gruber uh, talk about the the keyboard on the new MacBook Pro, right? right? I mean, who the fuck cares about the goddamn key travel on the MacBook Pro two or three days before the end of Western civilization and so i thought i can't do it i probably should have i should have just done like a regular show just called molts up again you know what i mean you know couldn't you also you as as a person you enjoy um you enjoy a winning franchise with a story oh i do I and do. one thing I've learned from you and I share with a lot of people is that distinction you made one time, I think, on this program, talking about how there's numbers people in, uh, in baseball and there's story people yes. you know, with regard to fans. Right. And I, I, still, actually, I still think about that a lot, and it did have an effect on how I think about sports as a thing. But I'm not trying to take the piss. I mean, you, 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 like, you, know, you, you, like, the, you like the Yankees. You like, uh, what, the Cowboys, right? Yep. You, you, like, you like these teams with a storied past. Who, who are going to win. So it, it makes sense for you to wait until the inevitable win yep. to be able to, to talk about it in a way that's, uh, I don't know, more celebratory. I mean, why, why be jittery on air? Because it all seemed like it was going in the right direction. Mostly. <sighs> Mostly. I mean, this is, I mean, I don't even know where to begin. You I, know what? I, 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 I'll yeah. just tell you this. I was yeah, thinking tell. last night, and and I I early on early on I started tweeting less because you know what I started thinking like you know what I like to do and I think people who who you know certainly people who listen to the show but people who follow me on Twitter certainly know I like to tweet during sporting events I care about and it is a similar feeling in my stomach. When there's like a sporting event I care about and an election I care about. But then there's a difference. And the difference is that sports don't mean anything. That And that's kind of the fun part about sports. And I know that there's... Yeah, every, everything, that, everything that's right? wonderful about sports is what the fan brings to it. Right. You, you can choose to bring 
all different kinds of history and expectations and import, but like you, you get to pick uh, what you're going to be very emotional about. And, and you get to kind of, on some rational level, you get to decide why those stakes are important to you. Right. Like if six months ago, you, you, something happened and, and you had a terrible head injury and you went into a coma, but you're a terrific baseball fan and you don't wake up until like the middle of next year. And uh, you wake up and you're like, who won the World Series? And somebody tells you, well, it was the Cubs. The, the, the state of the world outside the word C-U-B-S, Cubs, <laughs> is actually not any different right, right. than if they said, oh, my God, it was the Cleveland Indians. Or Don't, don't a lot of, I mean, I, right? I feel like I only hear this, but a lot of people say that was probably one of the... Definitely one of the better World Series games. Some people will put that in like their top 50 games. Yeah, no, there's people who would put it in their top five games. I mean, it was an amazing game. But the truth of the matter is that outside of the baseball park, it it doesn't really matter. And that is – so I I do. I I woke up yesterday and I thought, you know what? This feels like when the Yankees are in the World Series. I feel like I've got that feeling. I care. I can't sleep. I'm jittery, except I know that this time it cares. And in one regard, it makes me say, this is why sports are great. And in the other regard, it makes me say, this is why a lot of smart people don't give two craps about sports, because sports are actually nonsense. And I kind of feel like this election uh, brings that into focus. Yeah, there's. Um, I mean, I I don't like getting involved in a lot of political. I don't like talking about politics in public. I have I have my feelings about all kinds of stuff in life, and who knows? Maybe it's time for me to talk more about it. But I I feel like, uh, generally speaking, the cost benefit analysis on having a, a strong public opinion that's unambiguous and you argue about it a lot and you encourage people just to, you know, pick or continue uh, fights with you. That's just, that's not my personality. It's not how I want to live. It's not who I want to be, but that doesn't mean I don't have those strong opinions. So I'm, my card's on the table. Um, and I'm, I'm that guy. I'm that guy that used to say, get rid of all your news tabs. Like, stop following stuff. Yeah, time and attention. Right. But I have started listening to probably half a dozen podcasts about politics this election year, um, some of which come out every day or twice or three times a week. I've been you know, utterly steeped in that. But at, every, at almost every step of the way, even, even when things were not looking great for the Democratic candidate – there was still this part of me that said, this is, I think I understand enough about the bones of this country to know how this will end up. Um, and on top of that, I see enough stuff from different sources of data that tells me it'll turn out okay. Is this going to be the best election ever? No. But like, I swear to Christ, like even up until yesterday, that confidence in America and the American bones is... I think I might have got it wrong. And so that's I kind of when we were texting this morning, that's kind of where I am. I'm not to angry yet. I'm not to finger pointing. I'm not even to abject terror yet. I'm still stuck at 
sitting there in my living room with my family last night. My daughter was literally under a blanket. She put earplugs in and went under a blanket to read Wimpy Kid because she couldn't take it anymore. Yeah. And um, I love the Wimpy Kid books. Oh, they're 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 better than you think. But watching 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 that little drip drip drip, and then seeing a state flip to red. And at first, when we walked up, I picked her up at school like I do. I said, "Hey, look, you know, there's he's got three on the board already. Don't worry." People knew he was going to get those. Those are not giant electoral states. We talked. She knows about this from school. But anyway, I don't mean to prattle on, but like I'm here today because I'm not even to where I know I'm going to end up. I'm still, I'm just stunned by how wrong I was and how poorly I saw. And I think I'm going to be processing that for at least a few days. (laughs) It's just the, the, I mean, the words like shock and surprise, it, it sounds silly. You know, I just listened listened to Keeping It sixteen hundred, which is a show I like a lot, and they're just they're just like we got every single bit of this wrong, and we feel bad that we told you not to wet the bed, and we, you know, it's that uh, now I'm just sitting and I'm babbling, but I'm just I'm sitting here and I'm just um, uh, I'm just I'm stunned with how much I got wrong. I'll eventually try to figure out what I got wrong, but at this point, it's just. Uh, an unconscionably large amount of assumptions that I had a fairly decent level of confidence in that that, it, that I'm going to have to just rethink a whole bunch of things that make me very uncomfortable. I, I you know, and, and I, I it, not for like, uh, well, let's make sure everybody feels included sake, but for, hey, everybody is sick of the, a divisive stuff is why I would love, and I think you agree that this episode of the show should not be like, "Hey, Hillary should have won." Donald Trump is an asshole. I I, I don't want to divide people because I mean it's everybody's had enough of that, and the time for that well, not is not over. not least because Democrats are the second the second most surprised party today, right? I agree. I, I, right. I really, I right. really believe. I do I think don't so too. Think, right. I don't think they. This is. I don't think most people in their hearts really believe this would go this way. I do. I, 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 I agree, and I honestly think if we wanted just for a moment get a little political, that Donald. <laughs> yeah, but seriously, yeah. Donald Trump's win is not a Republican win. It's a Trump win. It, it what what he is and what he represents and what drove his victory has almost nothing to do with the Republican Party. I mean, but I I, I would like for this episode of the show to be for everybody, and I will just tell you that I, I my son who is not. I wouldn't think is political because he's he's twelve years old. You know what I mean? It's it's he's way too young to be political. Before we sent him to bed last night, we we're watching the results. It, they were not, you know, they were obviously heading towards where we are. And he said that his stomach felt bad, and I I, I mean it it killed me because what am I going to say to him? You know what I mean? It's like. Yeah. Well, they, I, I mean, I think, I think, um, it, maybe less so as they get older, but kids, kids, um, pick up a lot 
from the people around them, particularly their parents. doesn't mean they're going to listen or put on their shoes, but they can read a lot of the emotional temperature and barometric pressure right. in the room. And I think, and we've talked a lot about this election at home, a lot, a lot, a lot. And, um, but I think the difference here is it, it's not that my team didn't win. It's that maybe I just don't understand baseball anymore. Right. And right. That's, that's a very different kind of thing to process. And I think, apart from the fact we're both crying a little bit, uh, which is never fun to do in front of your kid, it's, um, I think there was definitely the sense that this was something um, very much different. I mean, it's not like she sat and watched a bunch of presidential elections, but it felt like the stakes were higher than we had any idea. Yeah. Is that, does that, and then, God, what did, what, what did Amy say today about, I mean, could you share what yeah. happened at his school? Well, uh, I mean, the one thing was that, that we got a letter from the, the principal of the school, the head of the school, whatever they call the guy. But, I mean, and they, you know, we got like an actual email that said, like, the rhetoric of the, the guy who won the presidential election is still no longer accepted at our school, which is like, that's I, like when did you get the creepy clown letter in October? Yes, we got the we got the, got creepy. the creepy clown letter, and I remember thinking, "Oh my god, I know how busy our principal is," and I can't believe that she had to take right. any amount of time from her day to acknowledge that there was such a thing as creepy clowns, and then to feel the need or the maybe the mandate, maybe it came down from the you yeah. know, the unified school district, but she there was some, she had to say, "There's a couple other things I'm not going to do today because I need to email everybody about creepy clowns." <laughs> And you're like, wow, that's, you know, just FYI, for my purposes, you don't need to keep on the creepy clown beat. I, I trust you to, on the strength to just take care of that. But that's something that the, uh, that uh, your kid's principal felt they needed to do. <laughs> on that hmm. note, <laughs> on that note, you guys know fracture. <laughs> <laughs> Let me take a break and tell you about our first friend. And we're going to laugh. We're laughing. If you're, you're going to have a holiday party, I feel like I should have one, too. That's just, that's just what we need. Just need, need me to show up at my kid's school in two hours, just a little bit drunk. That- Everything's going to be fine, honey. Uh- <laughs> Daddy's just sleepy. <laughs> Today, today's host of the talk show is Harry Carey. <laughs> hey, 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 hey. <laughs> no, seriously, I, I mean, we're laughing because uh, we're crying, but I want to tell you about our... <laughs> you want me to take this one? <laughs> our good friends at Automatic. Oh, love automatic. It's a small adapter. It turns your car into a smart connected car. Uh, They've just launched. I mean, seriously, within like the last month or so, the automatic pro, it's a new version of the device they already sold that it, in addition to all the cool stuff it already does, it includes unlimited 3g, uh, online internet connection. Exactly. You think, well, that sounds too good to be true. Well, look at your Kindle. Your Kindle, you know, Kindles have been doing this for years. I don't know how they worked out the deal with the 3G providers, but the automatic people did it. It's 
a dingus. You you plug it into your car. There's a port on every car made since like 1997, 1998, somewhere around there. There's a, a port. And that's where when when it says like, you know, you get like a, a thing on your dashboard that says like uh, A1 service due or whatever. You don't know what A1 service is. Uh, you take it into the car dealer. They plug a thing into the this port and then it knows exactly what you need. Well, it turns out that's just an oil change or whatever. Uh, automatic lets you plug their dingus. They have a dingus. That's what you buy. You plug it in and you get all that information, all the uh, all the service information that your car can provide to uh, uh, like a mechanic or a service provider. But instead, you get it. You can, uh, you know, if it's if it's nonsense, if it's just like, oh, you know, the uh, light is, you know, one of the lights is out or something like that, you can just turn it off. Whatever you want to do. Otherwise, though, it gives you so much information. It gives you information on your efficiency, on like how you're driving your car. It gives you information on, uh, like. Fuel efficiency, all that John, stuff. John, 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 it does it all. It's an it's it's an app plus it's a dingus. You did mention it's a dingus. It's a fantastic dingus. <laughs> Here's the thing: those fat cats, those fat cats in Detroit, they never or uh, or Tokyo or wherever. No offense, I don't want to be ping pong. They never intended you to use that port for this. That's they true. say that's for them. That's for them. That's their port. Don't use that. They're democratizing that port in a way that's very important in our country right now. You get that dingus. You get that app. You plug it in, and you know what? You don't have to think about. It. You're gonna hear this beep. That means it's working. You can have it yell at you when you brake. You could have it tell you, "Hey, quit driving so fast, you dork." And now, like John, for example, John lost his license now that's about five true. years ago. You were driving. I think you were driving 190 in a 30 30 mile per hour zone. That that well, that was what they said. Was it, was I was it that doing. fast? It was pretty fast. I don't think that that's true, but that's what they flagged yeah. me for. Well, well, the only, it only goes 105 in a 30 zone. 105 in a 30. The, the uh, speedometer only goes up so high. Right. But you get this thing. It can do stuff. It'll, it'll, it'll automatically tag business trips for your expense purposes. It'll do all of that. And, and it will make you a better better and more mindful driver. You don't have to think about it. It just works. It also works with things like IFTTT. You can hook, hook, hook it up to all kinds of different things. You can have it turn your freaking lights on when you pull home. This thing is dynamite. <laughs> You laughing my tweet? <laughs> I, I'm I'm laughing because you're the only person, and you know, I don't know if anybody who who listens to this podcast regularly has noticed. There's a couple of regulars who come back. You're the only one who ever breaks in and helps with the sponsor read. Yeah, thanks, and, John Moltz. But you're exactly right. Well, Moltz will never do it. Moltz no. will sit there and text me while I'm doing it, and he'll give me notes on how the sponsor read could be better. But he won't break in and say anything. Moltz, sickening. Moltz sickening. won't say a goddamn word. He's the I, I, I use this. I love it. I bought this dingus with yeah. my own goddamn money, and we use it. And I look at it, and it's a, it's a it is a terrific device. All right, where do you go to find out more? Go to automatic dot com slash the talk show automatic dot com slash the talk show there you mm -hmm. go there's the the phenomes you need mm -hmm. mm. my thanks <sighs> to them great sponsor i love them i've got it plugged into my car i've got the app 
it and it honestly it has gotten me to to sort of take the lead foot off off the gas pedal a little bit. Awesome. That's that, that that's that's so it's so important. So did you ever get your I mean you probably shouldn't say No, I don't have a license. I, I haven't no, had a license no. in six six but or it, seven. You know, years. the automatic becomes a kind of ad hoc license. Yeah. It, it's licensed to be safe. They yeah. can just run with that. Did you get my text? Right. My my hope would be <laughs> Yeah. Did you get my text? Can I, t- can I tweet it? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. <laughs> my hope would be that the people I mean, there's not that many people who listen to the show. My hope would be that people are yeah. not going to report this to the Pennsylvania Department of Transport Transportation. <laughs> no. No. That's we'll keep it on the QT that I continue to drive without without a valid PA driver's license. Yeah. Um you know, I I don't think that has to be a big deal. You know, if you're just like moving the car or let's say, you know, what if you have to go somewhere that's like important? Should you need a license for that? No, I don't. Like, what think if so. it's a, what if it's a fairly short trip, or better still, what if it's a very long trip where you're going to be on a highway? And everybody knows highways are safer. Oh, very safe. I mean, yeah. you can fall asleep on the highway, right? I mean, that's oh, where. Just... I mean, people who have the uh, uh, Teslas, they hit a button and you could just go to sleep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh boy, I got a catalog the other day. Just just yesterday, I think it was. I got a catalog. I don't even know what I bought that put me on the list, but it came addressed to me. I got a catalog for a radio flyer. Now, you know radio flyer, right? Oh, I got the same thing that the, with the Tesla? With the Tesla, yeah. What are we on? Yeah. How did we get this? Uh, you know what? Maybe, maybe it's the show. I don't know. <laughs> they, we, send it, they send it to all. You yeah. know what it is? Clicky keyboards, fussy coffee, fizzy water, right. has podcast. <laughs> They call they call that an array. I got I got a radio flyer catalog. <laughs> We've gotten two of them with a with a little a delightful young boy riding in a Tesla, like a, a fake Tesla radio flyer. Uh, uh, you know, <laughs> wagon. Kids love Teslas. <laughs> well, I, and I thought about taking a picture of it and making a joke, and I couldn't make a joke. I couldn't figure out the joke because it's like, what are you going to joke about? Like uh, zero emissions? It's like yeah, self driving. Yeah, yeah, it's like uh, zero emissions. It's not you know, it's not actually a joke. It's like that's actually kind of cool. Yeah, <laughs> I couldn't figure out the joke. We get a lot of catalogs, John. We get a lot of political things. We had, we had. I think it was. Let me check here. 175 ballot initiatives uh, yesterday. Oh, my God. Oh. And uh, John, John, the, the Board of Elections had to provide guidance on how to fold your ballot to put it in the envelope so that you didn't end up spending like $11 on postage. <laughs> they had guidance on that. I think they had like a QuickTime movie you could watch. <sighs> crazy days. We had two, we had two, we don't call them ballot initiatives here in uh, Pennsylvania. We call them, I forget what we call them, but... Uh, it's not like California, but we had two things to vote on that were sort of the, the the sort of thing that I don't think you should be deciding by direct democracy. I think that this is exactly why we have right know, a, a legislature. So one of them was: should we raise in Pennsylvania, like many states, a surprising number of states? If if you just Google it. Um, if you're a, a state judge, if you're a, a you know, you, when you when you reach the age of seventy, it's a mandatory retirement. You're out. Okay. 
and and, and that's that's probably that's probably a pretty old law. Well, from I'll, the time when being seventy was kind of a big deal. I, it seems like it. And on on the ballot was uh, an initiative. I don't know what you call it, but whatever they call it here in PA, uh, to raise the age to seventy five. And and we got and that's I so that's so weirdly just slightly less arbitrary, right? Like it's not to get rid of uh, it. Come exactly. on, let's make it seventy six. <laughs> right? Oh, okay, that'll fix it. <laughs> Done. It's exactly what I thought when I saw it. It was like, you know, do you want to get rid of this age thing? Yes or no? I can kind of see that, but like seventy to seventy five, it's like what's where do these numbers come from? But we got we got a thing because we're registered. We happen to be registered Democrats. I don't think people are surprised to hear me say that. Huh, uh, interesting. But we got something from our local Democratic ward with a a suggested ballot. Like here's how we think you should vote. You know, here's everything that's up. You know, here's who you should vote for, and. <laughs> You know, I mean, it says, like, president. You know, you should vote for Hillary Clinton. Uh, you know, uh, Senator Katie McGinney. That's, mm -hmm. you know, our senator who is running against this dipshit uh, Pat Toomey. Uh, and, and so on as it goes down the ballot. But then it gets down to these ballot initiatives. And we only had two. <laughs> and And on the one that said, you know, should we raise the mandatory retirement age for judges from 70 to 75, it said, vote no. In other words, don't raise the retirement age. It said, vote no. Oh, that confusing language. Uh, it's already hard enough to get rid of bad judges. <laughs> That's what it said. What? <laughs> I swear to God, Merlin, I'm not making it up. Doesn't somebody have to approve these things? Do you, do you just get to like paste it up and it just goes in, whatever you have to say? Well, the next best thing was that the the next question was, should the city of Philadelphia raise $185 million in debt to finance infrastructure improvements? And the answer on on what how should you vote? It was it was blank. <laughs> Give you what? an answer. It was blank. Like they forgot to fill it in. No, they forgot to fill it in. Forget about it. Highways are for dicks. Oh gosh, we had a lot. Should people be allowed to sleep in tents on the sidewalk? <laughs> No, uh, I would vote no. I would vote no. I say it was very, it's very controversial. They don't have anywhere else to sleep. Well, like you go down to Division Street, and it's it's like it's like one long KOA under a highway. You I, got uh, you got the oh the grocery tax boom boom boom. What I think world. they should do here's what I think they should do. I, okay, you know, and we're trying yeah. to just to be clear, we're trying to scoop everybody in here. We're going to miss yeah. a few people, but I think yeah. it's really important that we try to really find some answers. I, I'm I'm giving you an honest answer. Uh, here's yeah. what I honestly think. I think they should drive buses, special buses around the city, and you find anybody sleeping on a sidewalk in a tent, and you just scoop them up in the bus. And, where, and where do they go? Where do they go after that? <laughs> they just stay on the bus. Are they allowed to get off? They can get off wherever this may they be want. Closer to what we see in the next four years than you think. <laughs> Whenever they wake up, they can get off if they want. Oh, and it's going to be tremendous. They can get off wherever they want. Okay, <laughs> but 
Okay, I'm okay. So the bus comes along. They I you just, scoop up the tent people. I do. And- I this is and and I'll tell you what. This is an opinion that I would not have had if I haven't spent a lot of time in uh, downtown San Francisco over the last ten years. Yeah, but I'll just tell you that there are people sleeping on the sidewalks in San Francisco who who make the city an unpleasant place to be. There are people living. On this, it's important. Yeah. These are not people who take a nap. This and, is people who do yeah. not have anywhere else to go. Yeah, yeah and I, I'm, I, you know, we're, I'm, I'm, we're trying to have fun. I'm not trying to make light of, yeah. of, of a desperate situation. But, but, but people already ride on the uh, public transit. You know, you yeah. can ride on the public transit. You got a, you got a, yeah. got a, a, a fairly comfortable place to be. Yeah, but uh, you know, most of the, you know, what I'm suggesting though would be a bus that has a uh, toilet. <laughs> oh, nice. Okay. Honestly, okay, so you got you basically you've got you've got like a stadium restroom on wheels. Right. John would have shower facilities at all? Would maybe like a small library? Could you could you get a Lacroix? I would like all of those things. I would vote for you all. You get a of Google them. bus. You get a nice Google bus. I would vote for all of those things. I would vote for the shower facility. I would vote for the small library. Uh, and mm-hmm. I would honestly, I would vote for the uh, tax increase that would pay for it. Honestly. Yeah. I, I do feel like that would make for a, a better city. Hmm. Well, if you never find a house, you should come out here. <laughs> Too soon? Too soon. <laughs> um. There's an awful lot of people. And again, I'm not trying to rub it in anybody's face. I'm not trying to say who, who you know. I voted for Hillary Clinton. I think a lot of people who listen to this probably voted for Hillary Clinton. I'm not trying to say she should have won. You know, I'm not trying to rub it in anybody's face if you voted for the other guy. But there's an awful lot of people who voted for Donald Trump who I would really like for them to spend a day at, like, Third and Market in San Francisco. <laughs> Yeah, just stand on the corner for twelve yeah. hours. No, no, I. Yeah, yeah. That I mean, that kind of I don't know that that gets it, at that gets at a lot of the problem. Did you look at that? I mean, we don't have to go into this, but did you look at that Washington Post uh, demographic break breakdown? Yes, I did. Yeah. Boy, <laughs> oh, this is gonna be an interesting few years because basically this is a pretty cool. I don't know if I can find the link now. I sent it to you here. I right? got it. I got it. In there. Um, I'll put it in the show. But notes. they, uh, yeah, they essentially, and I think these are exit polls, so I, you know, take it with a grain of salt. But basically, they go in and do a full um, demographic breakdown. You know, starting starting with the basic numbers, but then going through uh, gender, race, education, party, age, and I think it's a pretty good infographic um, that really it tells a hell of a story that I think many of us need to really digest. I love the fact that so basically they've got a um, like a, a line of like so like you say like for example uh, they say sex I say gender because I'm woke um, <laughs> so how many what 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 percentage voted blue right and then that's and then I think that's reflected so basically the area of the circle is based on the size of the demographic group and percentage of vote obtained so you actually get kind of three different very interesting data points. You get the who did what, you get the how that went, and then you get the like what percentage of the total amount do they represent? And therein is quite a story. I it it it's it 
it's a fascinating thing to scroll through because I, I, it, it, there, they, it, it works on a couple of dimensions where the circles are the size of the group. So, so like the total like number like the per capita right. like how many people are involved right right it's like you see how far apart the two groups are but the size of the circles lets you know well you know what I mean like uh uh sex men versus women yeah well the, the groups are obviously humongous because you know it's almost everybody is either a man or a woman and the race one where it's you know how did white people vote how did black people vote it shows you how many of the people who actually voted are white or black or hispanic etc etc and so you hear these numbers like you hear that uh you know here's the numbers for the this is from the page you're saying and we'll put it in the show notes but the black vote went 88 percent to the Democrats, 8% to Donald Trump, 2% to uh, Gary Dingus or whatever his name is. Yeah, but the, the size of that circle right, lets you know. Ain't, ain't that big. Right. You say like 88 to 8, well, holy hell, that's a blowout. And then you see the size of the but, circle. But a, pie, and, a pie is always round. Right. I mean, <laughs> exactly. Uh, it's it's, it's yeah. a really inf- interesting uh, infographic, in my opinion. It it explains the election in a way that feels true to me, and it not obviously not in a way that is like true, like oh, this is the truth I want to hear because the election did not turn out the way <laughs> that I wanted. But sometimes, it, sometimes when I get real worked up, I take pictures of my TV, and so I just sent you an image from last night of the great state of Pennsylvania in which you live, and at the point this was taken, uh, I don't know if you got that in your messages. I got at the it. time this was. Look, look at that breakdown. So yep. they're breaking down vote, voting for the two parties, yep. um, presidential candidates, by city, suburbs, and rural. Yep. City, 73-24 Clinton. Suburbs, 48% dead even. Rural, 72% Trump. Yep. And I, that's... I remember, I remember all the way back to 1992, and it was... I mean, how old was I then? Jesus Christ, I was only... Uh, Jesus Christ! Was that the first? I think that was the first election I could vote in. Yeah. Oh wow! Uh, I was like, you know, freshman in college, but I remember hearing James Carville on TV, and at the time, James Carville was like the 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 horse whisperer in Bill Clinton's ear. You know, like yeah, you know, he's the guy telling him what to do. And James Carville described Pennsylvania as. Uh, Philadelphia on one side, Pittsburgh on the other, and Alabama in the middle. (laughs) And as a lifelong Pennsylvanian, I was like, oh, yeah, that's exactly right. And as as a college kid who had just moved from that sort of Alabama middle to one of the cities on one of the sides of the state, I was like, yeah, that's exactly right. That is totally right. Scott Simpson always used to say the same thing. He he comes from a very rural community and say he felt absolutely no allegiance to either of those two cities. Yeah, Scott. Coming from the middle. Yeah, I believe Scott is from uh, Lancaster or near Lancaster. Uh, I I should remember. I remember seeing he was in a Christian rock band. (laughs) Company of Praise. 
If they abbreviated not, COP. If not Lancaster, it's close enough. And it is everybody I know from Pennsylvania. And it, it, it's actually one of those things where it's like, it doesn't matter if you're a Democrat or Republican. You, you hear that and you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, that sounds right. Right. It doesn't even if you're like pro Trump, if you're got, you know, somebody from Pennsylvania who voted for Trump, you're like, yeah, that sounds right. It's, you know, dirty liberals on Pittsburgh and and Philadelphia and good people in the middle. Right. And it's absolutely uh, striking. It's, uh, you know, the picture you just sent me is amazing. The um, there was that time last night um, where it was. <clears throat> trying to do the translation on time, but it was uh, past my daughter's bedtime, but it was at the point of like, oh, oh, you know what I should not have been looking at is that stupid New York Times little speedometer thing. Oh, that was the death of me. That it, it, it really, it was for me too. It, it, was, it was Clinton, was. it was Clinton, it was Clinton, I'll, I'll say some names, yeah. I guess, but it was Clinton 82 for a really long time. Then right. it's like, beep, boop, beep, boop, boop, goes down a little bit and you get to 50, 50, what? And by the time he was getting up, at one point, then it said greater than 95 for the Republican candidate. Right. And at, that was around the time when – so I was going back and forth between CNN and CBS because CBS has John Dickerson, who is flatly the best. He, he was so good on that I show. Wish, I wish I, – you know what? In hindsight, honestly, it wouldn't change the result, which you know obviously is the only thing that really matters. But in right. hindsight, I wish that I had CBS on. I, I watched MSNBC. Okay. And, you know what? And it, that was the worst decision I could have made. Honestly. Because they were – was there a happy talk about how it would be okay or – No, it was It was more like uh, – I don't know. It was something about the, the, the attitude they were taking to the results that, that it really got me. Where What I really want was just a total pro who didn't have – you know, I'll bet. I didn't watch CBS, but, you know – I'll bet John Dickerson was exactly he was great. What it was it was it was a pretty good crew, but but when I would flip back and forth, and sometimes CBS would go to local coverage, and I was like, please don't tell me about legal marijuana. I need to see what's happening with this national race. So I'd hop over to CNN, and and it seems like. Right. Oh, by the way, by the way, you guys can have your marijuana now. Congratulations, you can have your four twenties. Right. Um, the people in New Jersey. It was like hmm. we're having the. The most important, in my opinion, the most important presidential election in our lifetimes, and and then half of the time was spent on do the people in New Jersey get medical marijuana? <laughs> well, okay. So one nice thing is I think they're finally getting their hands around how to deal with those giant touch screens. That's still kind of funny to watch them struggle with. <laughs> oh but my god! On MSNBC, it was. Horrible. They, they keep hitting the wrong thing. And, oh, yeah. oh, oh. No, and the guy kept complaining about it on air. He was like, God damn this machine. I don't think they get time to practice like nearly as much as – like if you go see your local herd happily with with, uh, with uh, doing the weather report, like that that is a person who has been dealing with a green screen and understands how to right. gesture their arms. In this case, they're flying all over the place. But it was the point in the evening when they got to where it was like, okay, well – this is how it's looking, and this is right before it went to Florida, um, like pretty conclusively. Yeah. yeah. But he's going in, and it was it was, I don't, I I, <laughs> I almost felt like it was all he could do to not say, oh, there's still a chance. But he kept like zooming way in on Broward and saying, well, we know <laughs> this could still be Broward, and zooming in further, and then saying, and then you compare that to 2012, and then you go back to he kept going to this these two counties in Michigan, 
and kept saying that Detroit, the story could still be Detroit. There could be like 150,000 people in Detroit that show up in a minute, and we're all going, yeah, yeah, that, that could be it. That, <laughs> Hey Detroit, Detroit you know seems what? cool. That that was that was a little bit of the MSNBC experience too. The, yeah, it yeah. was it was it was almost yeah. That's that's sort of a mirror. Because it, I mean, like across the board, and we we're, I'm sure we're eventually going to get to our friend from South by Southwest. But um, but, <laughs> <laughs> but there was but, there was a little bit of this sort of you know we're, we're watching it and we're we were we came into it optimistic we really did you know i mean and and you know i don't think we were unrealistic i you know everybody you know uh, sort of expected a hillary clinton win we went into it or they, uh, they at least expected something within a normal range but right. it was like you went into your kitchen right uh to make cupcakes and it kept producing monitor lizards <laughs> exactly. you kept going, like, i don't i don't even understand what's happening in here right. what and and they're i think they're struggling with because they're going they can't just say what the fuck is going on here <laughs> What the fuck? You can't you can't say that on the TV, Merlin. So they've got to go like, well, Detroit could really there could be a, a heck of a lot of uh, you know uh, under uh, performing with you know uh, get out the vote uh, news alert. <laughs> that would, that is so true. Where I I honestly think that that again I am laughing because I am a white male with a job, so you know. I I I can afford to laugh, but you know I'm crying on the inside because I really do think that I'm not making light of this election. I, I, oh, I no, I don't think that's right. I, I, don't, but, I don't think that's coming across. Uh, right, I, I hope so. I just want to em- double emphasize it as many times as I can. But I yeah. really do think watching it live last night, there was there was this sort of like like we can't say what the fuck. So right. therefore, because we can't say what the fuck, we're going to say stuff that doesn't make any sense. Where they're going right. to say we, ha- we have to we have to utilize these right. other words that are in the parlance for our business that don't get even near right. how what the fucky and, this is. Right, and so they were saying things like, "Hey, Hillary Clinton is down by three hundred thousand votes in Florida, but she might make up eighty thousand votes in Broward County." So, and you're like, wait. You just said she's down by 300,000 and she maybe if everything goes right in Broward County might make up 80,000 uh you realize that's not even close to making up the difference. No, it's just magical and, thinking. Everybody and, goes, well, you know, Wisconsin's still right. isn't all the way and, in. And, and I don't even bother to go to Wisconsin because right. that's so in the bag. It's not even going to be a problem. Right. And I would turn to Amy and I would say, I, uh, am I mishearing this? This doesn't make any sense. And by the time I turned to her... I, I would look, and then all of a sudden they're talking about Wisconsin. <laughs> and it's like, wait, wait. Put that manic guy with the glasses back on and have him explain to me how making up 80,000 votes in, in this, you know, doesn't that and, – and, and they were – on MSNBC, they were going through these contortions about, you know, what they can call and when they can call it and it was whatever. And I was like saying to Amy, I was like – Wait a minute. If you're saying she is down by 300,000 and the most she can make up is 80, what in the world is the difference where you can say, we can call this? And I'm like, just call it. Just fucking call the goddamn thing. You know what I mean? And and here we are 24 hours later. We've got these results. We see the results, you know, and she didn't win Florida. Why couldn't they call it? (laughs) 
when she was definitively like best case scenario down by two hundred and twenty thousand votes. I, I I don't understand that. Um, there's the, there's this other phenomenon, and like when you're a little kid, I, I have to tell you, I just remember we might have talked about this before talking about TV, but I always hated election nights as a kid. It was so boring. All the shows got preempted, and then yep. your parents would sit there and watch this incredibly boring thing, and you'd hear about like who your new alderman is. Yay! Like where's Happy Days? <laughs> Fucking bring it. And so you know, I knew this was excruciating for my daughter, but I was like, you know, I think we've kind of we told you this is a pretty big deal, and we're. I won't get too personal, but like we had a lot of personal stake. All three of us had a lot of personal stake in this. Yes, even my nine-year-old daughter, maybe especially my nine-year-old daughter, <sighs> had a lot of stake in this. And um, so that made it really difficult. But um, there's you, you learn as you get a little bit older – like when you first see the map when you're a little kid, you go, um, what, what? Like, oh, well, uh, Texas. Well, Texas is a big state and it's a big deal because there are a lot of electoral votes. But, you know, all those little states you see running down the side because they're too small to identify, some of those are, are, end up being really important. In other words, the amount, the amount of red or blue on the map, you learn to like look at the numbers rather than the pretty colors because that, that's the story, right? You, do you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. a, a smart person understands that you can, for example – as recently as 2016, you can win uh, the most votes and still not win the election because that's not how the Electoral College works. And my kid right. understood that. My wife and I understand that. So, you know, you start seeing more and more of the, of the red pop up, and then they go to somewhere like Michigan. And all of a sudden, I felt like I was seven years old again. I was yeah. like, there is so much red on there. And they keep zooming in on these right. two or three little blue areas. But, like, it was very profound to me to then have to undo that idea. Because the colors were not lining up, the shapes were not lining up, right. and the numbers were, were not lining up. Yeah. I, I, and that was, that was I mean, I, that's why I want to locate this a little bit in last night, because over the period of about 90 minutes, the world started to feel a little bit different, and uh, at least a little bit different. And then it started to feel different faster and faster, and my breath was taken away at several points. Uh, I... I, I mean, we're three hours time shifted from you, but we were watching the same thing at the same time, and that is exactly how I felt. Exactly, exactly. I, I couldn't put it any better. Especially, and again, like you were saying, with these uh, county by county results in Michigan, I, you know, I was just like, "What the? You know, how can this be? How 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 can we?" How can we? How how can Hillary Clinton possibly win? Looking at this, right, right, but, and, but also some 2015 part of your brain is is spinning because the, the 2015 part of your brain goes well. Even if there's three people in that county, how did three people in that county choose to vote for the Republican candidate? Right. In my 2015 yep. mind, which I still have, that's still a yep. big part of my brain is, and that's and again now now I, I have a different mind today, but. That that was part of the cognitive dissonance for me was even like looking at straight numbers and having having my iPad Pro sideways with multiple tabs open plus the side screen and like like an idiot, like a monster. I'm looking at all of this data and then drilling down and New York Times actually had pretty good coverage on this, where you could go in and like drill down into specific areas and see for yourself what was going on. And you could just look at the numbers 
And the other thing we told our kid, and I think this is a good thing, is like, understand this is a multivariate thing. Like, there's a certain number of electoral votes in that state. That state is comprised of counties. Each of those counties are reporting in different ways and at different times. And shame on CNN for the amount of like 1% reporting yeah. special news alerts yeah. that they had. It was so gross. But you can go in, and this, this is a thing that happened, though. And I guess this happens to everybody when their side is not winning is that you start seeing that number go up and you see 60% reporting. You see 70% reporting and you start wondering how many more votes really could be there in a box somewhere in Portland that would pull this out. And then like you're describing, you're describing, I think you're very, very aptly describing that feeling of, oh my God, just say it. Because I see it. I I see it. I, I I don't believe it. I see it. Why aren't you just saying it? Because, oh my God, another one just turned red. Why is someone not saying what's really happening here? And I, I really, in my heart, believe that at least some... I know they're trying to be journalistically um, canny and trying to be fair and trying to to not freak out. But right. I, I honestly, I would bet you, I bet you we're going to hear a lot about a lot of things. And I bet one of the things we're going to hear is how many people just can't believe what happened on numerous levels. The, the, uh, the, so, the, the, the failures or shortcomings of everything from our own perception to how we learn about what people think, to, to, to how we choose to believe anybody else could see the world. I mean, I, I feel like, I don't know, I feel like, I, I, like I've just come out of a cult or something, and I'm just like, I, I don't know what I even think anymore. I mean, I know what I think, I know how I feel, I'm here to talk to you about how I feel. But like, I'm, I, don't, I, I don't know what to trust about my brain anymore. It was, it was very frustrating, I thought, last night, because I really wanted, what I want is somebody who is like, somebody who knows as much shit about the goddamn new MacBook Pros as I do. I want them, somebody who knows that much about the elections, to tell me what the hell is going on. And I felt like I wasn't getting it. You know what I mean? I felt like I was getting people who were as loosely informed as I was going like, I don't know, this seems kind of crazy. This is unexpected. It's like, I'm looking at the numbers on screen and I'm thinking like, why won't somebody just tell me Florida is already lost? Like it, it, it was at the point it was it was at least two hours after the point where me as a non expert was looking at Florida's numbers and thinking this is gone before they said okay Florida is is in the Trump column and I'm like why why did that take two hours that that it's crazy. Um, so the two you can actually see this in my Safari the, the 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 two things that it says do you want to visit this site on your iPad. The two of those have been 538 in the Upshot. Yep. The Upshot has done a really, uh, really good job of graphically displaying whatever information they had. And you know, don't <laughs> don't yell at them. They're just reporting the polls. But one of my one of my favorite things to look at because I, I, it's very interesting is the how other forecasts compare area, which I can, which I'm sure you've seen. So this has not been <laughs> updated since yesterday. Um, but as of yesterday, New York Times 85 percent Democrat. Five thirty-eight, the the very conservative five thirty-eight, you know, really in context, they were very conservative compared to the others. They got a lot of heat, seventy-one percent. Yeah. Huff, Huffington Post, ninety-eight percent Democratic. Um, PW, I'm not sure what that is. Eighty-nine percent PEC, greater than ninety-nine percent. Yeah. Oh, um, that's the Princeton, uh, Princeton uh, okay. election something. Okay. Oh. PW is predict wise. Oh. The, so the, five thirty-eight was the uh, most. Uh, pessimistic with uh, Princeton, 71%. The Princeton Election Committee or whatever the hell they're called. Honestly, yeah. I love the guy and I, I'm not doubting the statistical 
math behind the projection, but that was how I slept the <laughs> the last few nights. Oh my god! Also, they use WordPress. Yeah. <sighs> <laughs> you have anything else you want to tell me about today? Any uh, anything you like? <sighs> Should we talk about these buttons on the keyboards? Sure, sure. I just didn't know if you wanted to, at this, at this happy point, I thought you might want to wedge in another let uh, sponsor me, visit. No, let I, me I, tell I, you. I'll help with the sponsor. I'll I will tell you. Here. I'm going to tell you. This is a new sponsor. First time oh, sponsor terrific. on the show. This is a great, and, and I love it because I love, I, you know, I don't know if you know this or not. I spend about yeah. uh, uh, 180 days a year at Disney World. I love Disney. And uh, for the first time ever, Disney is sponsoring the show. And oh, that's so nice. That's that's so nice. They, that must have taken a long time to work out. Have you heard this, though? I, I, this might be new to you. You might not have even heard about this, Merlin. It's called Circle. Circle with Disney. You're not kidding me. I'm not kidding you. I am not kidding you. This is an actual sponsor. It really oh is my gosh. Disney. It's a device called Circle, and it's a little dingus. <laughs> Look at God. that! It is a little dingus. It looks yeah. like a. Uh, it looks like a. It looks like the uh, power adapter that comes with your iPhone. Exactly. You plug this into your house. It pairs with any Wi-Fi router <gasps> that, that. Oh my God! It, that you might want. And it, what you can do is set up a thing so that if you have kids, your kids, you you can manage their internet access. Oh uh, my God! This is so boss. I, it's $99, one-time cost. But if you use the code the talk show, don't forget the 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 mm-hmm. talk show, you'll save 10 bucks. It's only $89. And you can get this one-time cost. Uh you can get Circle Go, which is like a service, you can get it for $10 a month, 9.95 uh, uh for up to 10 devices. But it's only for iOS. Uh it's super easy to set up. It is. There's nothing worse than setting up a complicated networking device. And I, I mean, I've done it. With- John, that's table stakes nowadays. You've got right. if you want to if you want to penetrate the market, as you like to say, you're going to have to come out with a device <laughs> that that has as little fiddly. Right. You know, save the fiddly stuff for your coffee. Let's circle exactly. manage your content for you. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. If you're going to spend a lot of time on something, it might as well be making your coffee circle with disney lets parents filter content customize what's available customize the time that kids can be on the internet uh it's amazing kids staying up late on their tablet circle with disney lets you set a bedtime for each kid on each device uh what about 4g Hmm. because you think like hey you know what i mean i'll shut off the wi-fi my kid will just hop on the uh LG. Everybody, you know, they know that your kids already have uh, probably if, especially if they're teenage years, they already have a smartphone and they already have uh, that. So that's why they make Circle Go. Circle Go, Disney Circle Go takes all the settings on your kids' devices and lets you configure them with your Circle with Disney. What? Yeah, I swear to God, I don't even know how that works. Is it, is it an MDM? Like, how does that work? Ah, it's Disney Magic. You know magic. what it is, John? It's Disney Magic. Disney Magic. Disney yeah. Magic. Hmm. So here you go. Go to, if you've got kids and you want to manage their access to the internet on your Wi-Fi, remember the code, the talk show. Uh, go to 
meatcircle.com. M-E-E-T, not meat like, you know, like we're going to eat steak or whatever. It's, you right. know, like you're meeting somebody, like you're greeting somebody. Meatcircle.com. And uh, you get free shipping and $10 off with that code, the talk, the talk show. It's a great device. Super easy. They sent me one. I, I did. I sent it up. It is super easy to set up. I mean, my kid actually, like, is, you know, just between me and you. Is yeah. maybe sort of uh, uh, you know not the sharpest tech in the room because he he like I I don't think he actually like tries to go to anything that we wouldn't approve of. Hmm. But Doesn't it disappoint you a little bit? A little bit because I don't know you want to be a little bit more ambitious. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. I would I would think that he would, but uh, so you know, like we're not really you know. It's like I, we set it up, and it was like super easy to set up. They sent me the thing, I set it up, and it's like, do we really need this? I don't know because it seems to me like our kid just like comes to us and is like, "Hey, can I? You know, is it okay if I search Google for blah blah blah?" And it's wow, like, but you know what? Belts and suspenders. Have exactly. a good kid and get yourself a circle. Exactly. That's what I thought. Exactly. Good deal. Couldn't be easier to set up. It's a beautiful little device. So go to Meet Circle Meet circle.com and remember the code the talk show you will save 10 bucks and get free shipping there you go just for what it's worth for now it appears that meetcircle.com with an a is available (laughs) (laughs) you know what i'm just gonna go there as a man from san francisco i'm here to tell you if there was a website called meet circle with an a about circles of meat, isn't I got a pretty, pretty good feeling that meat that, circle with two E's would not let you see it. I could have sworn that was the name of the restaurant where we went the last time I was out there. Mm. <laughs> meat circle. <laughs> you know what? <sighs> that would, I mean, that, that, that's actually, I mean, we're making a joke, but it actually yeah. is not a bad name for... <laughs> It's not, not bad, bad at all. Think about think about those touristy uh, sushi places you go, yeah. where it arrives on a boat and they just count your plates. Yeah. Like, what if there was a rotating a rotating uh, let's call it a carousel, a, a, a carne car- carousel? Like you've got you've got a meat a meat a spinning meat uh, lazy susan. Yeah, right. And you could just try all different things. It would be it would be kind of like going to like a Brazilian steakhouse but <sighs> with technology. Yeah, I think people would love that meat circle. I can gobble like that it. up. All right, and at the Brazilian Steakhouse, but uh, the the ones I've been to, we've got two here in Philly. We've got a uh, Fogo de Chao, and we've got uh, I forget what the other one's called. The other one's better. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> bringing endorsement from John, <laughs> bringing endorsement. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've got one here. The uh, it's costly, um, <sighs> but it's it's a lot of fun. If you go at lunch, you don't get as many varieties of no, meat. No, no, the lunch you get screwed. Dude. Lunch, they, uh, lunch they, they got chicken hearts. They got oh, chicken hearts at lunch. They desperately want you to come in at, at lunch. And Would you like more chicken heart? Yeah. And <laughs> Corazón de pollo? Yes, I know that's Spanish. But still. <laughs> and we're like, we're good. We're good. How about some more of that uh, tri-tip? Yeah, yeah. You Maybe you try the chicken heart. It's on a sword. <laughs> I think you'll find it quite toothsome. <laughs> and the tiny little sausages. I love the little sausage. I like the salty. My favorite, I think, is the straight up like salty sirloin. All right, I, I the the other one here in Philadelphia is called Chima. Chima, that's the good one. Uh, Fogo de Chao 
is a little, I don't know, a little, let me be able to say, you you save like five bucks on the, uh, you know, there's always like an all you can eat type deal. Oh, you don't want to, you don't want to be buying meat on price. Right. Mm -mm. Yeah. Chima is the good one. But for anybody who hasn't been to one of these places, the both of them, at least here, and I've been to Fogo de Chao. You know, it's going to be funny because it might come up again later in the show. In Austin, Texas, I've been to Fogo de Chao. <laughs> you meet a lot of interesting people in Austin. You meet a lot, a lot of interesting people. <laughs> you okay, man? <laughs> but it's the same feel, though, where you get uh-huh. you go into this place and, and, and there's these, you know, the cowboys walking around who who grill the steak. Yeah, and you have like a little. Uh, they give everybody a little a little thing like red light, green light. You know? Obrigado. Right. Yeah, more steak, less steak, red and green. Right. So green red steak, green steak. If you put it up, green side up, the guy comes. If the guy's coming around with the, whatever cut of steak he's made, he'll yeah. say, "Hey, do you want some?" And you, you say, "You know." So, yes see, or they no. usually ask you, but if you have it on green, they are not legally obligated to ask. <laughs> right? They might just give it to you. Right. That's 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 the law. That's the law of Rio. It's called from the Magna Carta. They can come right up and put whatever meat suits them on your plate, and you have to eat it. And 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 they don't, they don't have they don't have to ask that you don't have to say your thank you. They're just going to literally keep bringing meat until you can get your swollen, greasy fingers to change it to avocado. <laughs> That's that is true. That is the law of the Brazilian steakhouse. <laughs> but if you put red, you know up, the other law is don't fill up on salad. That's the you, second law. Second law of the Brazilian steakhouse because two a that's how they get you. That's how they get you. They want you to fill up on potato salad and shit. Don't do that because they're going to bring you a bunch of chicken hearts. In and they always have. It's always a a. It, everyone, and it doesn't matter what the name of the, the the steakhouse is. If it's a Brazilian steakhouse, it's always a salad bar where you can go up and go hog wild on the salad. They might have ours has a hot bar too. Ours is called Espidus, and boy, <laughs> is it ever good! Is that what's yours called? Buca de Beppe? Beppe de Buca? What's yours called? Well, we got two. We got we got <laughs> we got Fogo de Chao, and we Fogo got Chima. Chima. Espedis, they got they got a really nice salad bar of some unconventional salad, some non traditional salads, and they got a hot bar. So if you want black beans and white rice, not a problem. Right. You can go up there and get yourself kind of some uh, fakey paella. It's it's really it's over by the bathroom. You just wash your hands, come out, get a plate. But that's that's rule number two. Rule number two of Steakhouse Club is you don't don't fill up and help bread. They're going to give you the cheesy bread. Fuck that. <laughs> rule number three of Brazilian Steakhouse: do not fill up on the fucking. I'm talking to you, daughter. Big glass of milk. That's for meat. Don't fill up on that. And the cheesy bread is good. That's it is true. But that's how they get you. That's three (laughs) A. It's so true. It's really disappointing. There's a reason why at like a regular steakhouse where where I mean regular meaning you don't get unlimited red light green light meat. (laughs) Right. Right. That they don't also have a. Just eat as much as you want at the salad bar, salad bar, you know. Exactly. Right. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, it is true. You know, you said that's how they get you. And and that is, for I, I think for me and you, that's how they get you is sort of a catchphrase of like our parents' generation <laughs> would tell <laughs> us like that's, 
they would explain the way the system works. That's the single greatest piece of conventional wisdom for everybody uh, right. older than me. Right. Oh, you're going to you're going to Seven Eleven. That's how they oh, get you. Oh, oh, you're gonna go to Seven Eleven. You're gonna get one of those big gulps. Oh, how much is that? It's a dollar. You know what that costs? A nickel. No. That's how they get you. No, and really? they would, is that right? Is that right? No, oh, and they would Japanese t- car. <laughs> Japanese car. That's how they get you. I remember somebody telling me that, like, when you went to Seven Eleven, that yeah. you had to be careful how much ice you put in the cup. Don't put ice in. That's, that's how, how they, they get, get you. you. That's, that's <laughs> the how they ice. get you. <laughs> right. That that no matter what size cup you got, they'd fill it up with ice, and, mm-hmm. and you'd get the same amount of soda, even if you got the sixty-four ounce, which is bullshit. <laughs> like a sixty-four ounce soda is <sighs> is an enormous amount of soda. But there were people who told me in my youth that <laughs> that that's how they get you it's Be- like the secret menu for cheapskates it's like the yeah. things that you can get away with hey you know listen so you know when you go to this place you can ask for us extra rolls to take home and they have to give it to you <laughs> so at, at- <laughs> we, used to, we used to run a restaurant and uh when i was a kid and it would be the same people who are very unhappy every weekend would come in and they came there to be unhappy together and and they would come in and they would same people would complain about the same things every time there was one couple that always came in always got the same really crappy deuce right by the bar and then they would complain about the noise in the bar and then they would steal literally everything off the table the, every week they would take all of the silverware they would take all of the, the salt and pepper shakers they would take the sweet and low they would take the sugar they would take the flour arrangement and then we'd have them back the next week and that was that was just the thing we did, we, Florida. We, we had like uh, I'm having it was a hard like day, a, John. I got to be honest with you, I'm having a hard day. It, you know what? I I don't know who else would do this with me, Merlin. Honestly, well, we we are not going to scoop up every single person, but no, you know, I I think it's good that we're here. It's good yeah. we're here to talk about this. All right. So Amy and I, you know this. This this is uh, you know this. Maybe people yeah. who listen to the show don't know this. My wife, Amy, and I, people may maybe know her on Twitter. She's at Amy Jane. But we literally were in the same kindergarten class together. We we were in school together from kindergarten all the way through 12th grade. Then we were separated uh, for the college years. Uh, somehow made it work. And, and you know, here we are. Now we're married and we're on, on Twitter. <laughs> we're married on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> but we we've often said though it is an amazing thing that we spent our 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 like teenage years together cuz we can tell stories about our teenage years and instead of like oh my god just blacking out rolling your eyes because your your significant other your your partner is talking about you know being 14 years old you're like oh my god i remember that and you're like I was there, and yes, that is true. So we were uh, – uh, where we grew up, everybody was a member. It was a public pool. It was it was public, but you had to pay – like your family had to pay like 100 bucks a year to get in or something like that. So it wasn't mm-hmm. like you could just show up. But everybody, everybody was a member. You'd get like a special uh, badge. Every year they'd put out like a new color badge, and you'd sew it on your swimsuit so so – when you showed up at the pool, they could see that you, you know, were a paid member. Um, and as a teenager, every day, every single day in the summer, what I would do is I would wake up, I would go play basketball because I, I, I was an avid basketball player. I would play basketball from like, I don't know, 11 a.m. till one in the afternoon. And then it, it would just, when it, when it got just too goddamn hot to keep playing basketball, we would head over to the pool. And that's where we would go. And 
at the pool, there was a snack bar. <laughs> and the snack bar sold, uh, you know, like <laughs> Reese's peanut butter cups, uh, Swedish fish. I think, I think your, your entire selection of, of food offerings for Reese's peanut butter cups, Swedish fish, <laughs> which were a penny a piece. And they'd count them out. It would take forever. If One, you... <laughs> two, three. Three Swedish fish. And and now back to the pool with you. And they had and a half hour before you go back in. And they had a soda fountain. And here's uh, long story short. At some point in my teenage years, somebody convinced me that they were they were screwing me over by filling my cup up with ice. <laughs> Because that, that's how they get you. Yeah, that's how they get you. So I would go over and get my, I would say, like, give me a Dr. Pepper, uh, no ice. <laughs> I'll never see that coming. Two points. I have two points to make on this. Number one, warm Dr. Pepper. He's <laughs> like, shit. It is horrible. It, it really is. You really the, the the pruniness really comes out. It, <laughs> you don't realize how pruny Dr Pepper is until you have it at room temperature. And number two, it tastes like it tastes like some kind of a nineteenth century elixir. This is the point. But this you're gonna love this Merlin. You're gonna love it. About two or three weeks after I started ordering my sodas, no ice, and my friends were doing the same. It wasn't just me. It was a bunch of us. <laughs> they changed their policy, and if you ordered your soda no ice, they only filled it to one inch below the cup. <laughs> the- <laughs> wow! So if you said because of por- portion control, right? So they <laughs> and and we would say like, give me a large Dr Pepper, no ice, and they'd only fill it an inch below the rim. And and then you'd be like, well, wait, that's not Phil. And they'd be like, well, that's where the ice would go. <laughs> uh, it's the- like one of those bars, bars with the robot dispensers, you know, that only like, you know what I mean? We're like, there's some bars now where when you get a drink, it's like a, it's a, the robot does it. It tells yeah. you this is exactly whatever, yep. an ounce or half an ounce yep. or whatever. Oh, that's sickening. My God. See, is that, and they got you again. That's how they got you a second time. <laughs> well, do you know what? The thing is, it, it is in hindsight one reaffirms the other. Where on the one hand it tasted terrible because it wasn't cold, mm-hmm. but on the other hand, the fact that they started screwing you on how much soda, it reaffirmed the the initial reason why you did it, which was this is how they get you. Because if mm-hmm. it wasn't how they got you, why would they be screwing you on how much soda they put in a cup? Mm-hmm. Right? Absolutely, absolutely. Oh, the system always wins. The system always wins. And and you Ooh. know what? This is honestly how we wound up with President Trump. I mean, mm. honestly, I, I think mm. you draw, if you connect you, you blame, the dots. You blame the, system, you blame the system. If you connect the dots, I would say that like 1987 at the Antietam pool, mm-hmm. a, a, a no ice Dr. Pepper only being filled one inch below the rim. Dot, dot, dot. Here you go, uh-huh. 2016, President Trump. Do you agree? So when they, when they finally, oh, well, it makes perfect I mean, sense. I think it's a clear you, line. I mean, I don't no, even think it's. No, when you put it that way, I, I see it. I mean, and this is like, I'm thinking of like any kind of a, you know, document, not a documentary, but a docudrama. Like you take yeah. something like, and the band played on. Yeah. And the band played on is about the AIDS epidemic, but it begins with Matthew Modine uh, dealing with the Ebola. 
And that sets us up for all the flashbacks. He's just, you know, Paul McCartney walks by, sees a bass in a window. Oh, one day I'll be playing that at the Cavern Club. <laughs> you know, as you know, Bob, this is what I end up doing. Right? Yeah. And so in this case, a young, a young John Gruber, hot from basketball, 11 right. to 1 every day. He wants to take a dip, buy three cents worth of Swedish fish, and have himself a refreshing <laughs> cup of Dr. Pepper. And, hey. uh, and now, now, now today everybody's at school crying. Right, and it really, yeah, yeah, you put it that way, and I, I do, I see it now. It's, it's. Hmm. I think it's a direct line. Yeah. <sighs> Jesus How Christ, did bro. everybody get so? This is going to be uh, in the, God. So you know, I was telling you, I was listening to all these podcasts. Usually, you, I'm getting six podcasts a day in the run up to this, and boy, it was like radio silence this morning. Yeah. There yeah. was one NPR. Uh, politics episode. I think they recorded last night. There was a pretty short, what was the other one? 1600 finally came out. But so far today, uh, no Culture Gab Fest. Maybe John's busy. No no Trump cast. Uh, still haven't heard election profit makers. Nope. It's been like a real Cricket, quiet. Cricket's chirping. I, I mean, I don't know how many of those things you listen to, but I mean, I, I, I'm sitting there flipping it, flipping it, flipping it. Like, yep. come on, Overcast. Let me let me experience my emotions, as my hippie girlfriend used to say. I want to experience my emotions. I want to walk through this. Okay, I, 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 again, I'm I'm being more jovial than usual, and quite frankly, I'm what's the holiday season? Well, yeah, <laughs> right. Quite frankly, I might be without taking another sip of any beverage. I might be drunk mm-hmm. for the next seventy two hours, based on how much I drank last night. So, you know. You gave yourself a contact high. Well, it's it's you know. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean it's table stakes. Let's just face it. It's a it. complicated time for sure. But I think it might be enjoyable. But here is what I thought. I I really did, and, and, and I'm going to be deadly serious here. And again, apolitical. It doesn't matter which side you're on. But there yeah. was a moment yesterday, uh, let's say 24 hours ago, and and as we record. You know, no results were in. So it wasn't even like, oh, it looks bad for her. It looks good for him or whatever. Right. 24 hours ago, I thought, you know what? I should have done a show by now. I should have had a new episode. I, you know, I don't have a regular schedule. I don't record on a regular schedule. And the reason I didn't record a show is I thought, I can't. I'm so distracted by this election. I don't want to do a show because it's all I can think about. And I realized in hindsight, I I should have done a show, not for myself, but because, hey, I'll bet tens of thousands of people who listen to my show would love to just distract themselves with me talking about the the goddamn key travel on a new MacBook Pro. Like Absolutely. Yeah. Right. Like two hours of me talking <laughs> about what it's like to type on the new MacBook Pro. In, in my mind was like, well, what a waste of fucking time. But in hindsight, I thought like, oh, that would have been actually would have been great for the people who love the stuff that I do. And right. I should have done it. And then I woke up today and I thought, well, now I've got to get Merlin. <laughs> yeah, it's no, I, I, I mean, basically, it's been a really weird morning. And my only thought was, like I said in the text to you, my only plan for this entire day was to try to stay sane and clean the shit out of the car. My whole plan, my whole plan for today, 
was to like my wife biked to work today and I was like, so um, how about I clean the car today? And she's like, yeah, that's well, fine. And so I go out there, I got the vinegar, I got the baking soda, I got the mini vac, I got the big vac. I'm taking it all out, taking the whole thing apart. And I'm just, I'm scrubbing it like a crazy person because I need to control a small area. Today. I did that yesterday. I, Merlin, I swear to God, you can, I mean, seriously, go DM her right now. You can yeah. DM Amy yesterday. Is she, is she at the holiday party too? Oh, no. She's actually, uh, <laughs> she probably will be soon, but she's not at the <laughs> holiday party yet. You know, the reason you didn't get an invitation is because you asked for an invite. If you ask for an invite, you don't get an invitation. You know that I, I you know my feelings on invites. That's rule number five of Brazilian Steakhouse. <laughs> you never get an invite. <laughs> there is no invite. It's not a word. Stop saying that. I yesterday <laughs> I swear to God, you could you could I swear to God, DM her and find out okay. you, you, you can you, vouch you for clean this. the car. No. I what I did is I <laughs> I vacuumed in their dining room. <laughs> <laughs> and our kid our kid he he loves to eat he loves corn chips, he eats a lot of uh tacos, he he, he you know, but he, he has he just likes corn chips. And there's there was just a ton of ground up corn chips underneath our dining room table, and I thought, well, what better? Why not now? Let's get somebody's got to get these corn chips. Somebody's got to get them. <laughs> and my wife came down, and it is let's. I mean, shocker. Ninety nine times out of a hundred, when somebody you know vacuums up the corn chips, it's my wife, not me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and my wife is like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> oh, I cleaned the shit out of our dishes last night. I, I cleaned dishes I didn't need to clean. I, I, I cleaned the cast iron pan twice, and then this is a life hack. Yeah. Uh, you can use kosher salt, and you can rub it around in there to, to, <gasps> without, without harming it. You don't want to put yeah, soap yeah, in there. Yeah. So I did that a couple times with the kosher salt, and uh, they still kept turning red. <laughs> Stopped at one point to watch a Parks and Recreation uh, because my, my daughter was on the verge. And so we watched a very good, relevant episode of Parks and Rec where she, uh, she uh, narrowly wins the election uh, because it's an educational program for a nine-year-old. We got to talk about, we got we to talk a little bit about, uh, about, don't you think, a little bit about the, what we got wrong? Don't you think? I mean, is yeah. that too much? Is that too deep? We could talk about the keyboard. You know, I'm not using my DOS because I'm on the podcast, but I could type on my DOS if that would help. No, I think we should. I think we should talk about what we got some amazing key wrong. travel. Listen to this. Listen to this. Let's see. Oh, that sounds good. You want to talk about key travel? Oh, that sounds good. Sixth rule of Brazilian Steakhouse. Wow, that... I mean, honestly, yeah. that I don't is, know what kind of cherry that is. That could be cherry blue, cherry brown. I don't know. I'd have to have Jason listen to I, it. You know, I Jason know. types very fast. For two or three seconds there, I completely forgot about this election. <laughs> oh, isn't that nice? We could talk about it. <laughs> I have seen, you know, I... It, I have, <laughs> it seems so relevant. I have photographs. Yes, that's all very interesting. I have but, well, Will I be dissatisfied with the butterfly switches on my computer? <laughs> I have photographed myself, like, taking a, you know, as the, kid, the kids call them, a selfie with Jason Stale. <laughs> yesterday I watched a video of you using an escape key. Yeah. <laughs> Huh? Does it care? No. Over here? Huh? No. You know what? I had, to, I had to delete that tweet. Oh. Yeah. Oh, because it's a loner? Well, yeah. Well, and, and it turns out the embargo is, 
it's not a. <laughs> oh man, the embargo still counts even today. Yeah, I'm so. Doesn't it seem ludicrous that anybody is doing anything today? Doesn't it seem crazy yeah, that anybody is? That's at exactly work what worrying? I thought yesterday. What I, I it turns so. Long story short, I I tweeted a, a video of me using an escape key on a MacBook Pro. And the embargo is not up on those mm-hmm. MacBook Pros, but on the ones that have like the physical keys, it is up. And I, I, I just—it was yesterday, and I was so—I was just like, wouldn't it be? You know what I mean? Like this, this is what I was thinking. I was like, yeah, why not obsess over the escape key? <laughs> Absolutely. Just- I would love to spend the next four years thinking about escape keys. Uh, I, it it just seems like wake me up four years from now when when the next election is over, and I'll spend the entire between now and then just dealing with escape keys. Uh, even and, our friend our friend Marco even said, "Hey, you know, I would get into sports if I could get that back." Oh. I've gotten two emails today. Um, one email was a two FA to get into my Apple on the web when you sent me the notes for this, and the other one was somebody who just sent me an email today. And I was like, what the fuck? You sent me an email today? <laughs> Who sends a fucking email the day after the election? It felt, I mean, it's the way we used to feel about Christmas. It would be like, some, it would be like, a, it would be like having like a vacuum salesman at your house on Christmas morning. You'd be like, Why are, what are you doing? Don't you live in civil society? You don't send somebody an email on a day like today. Right. Just, the, what are you thinking? Right. How, did, how, did you, how did that even cross your mind to do that? I'm just, I'm sending texts to my friends and saying, are you Okay. That's what Did I've the, been doing all you know morning the, is texting you know my friends sun, to say, "Are you okay?" The sun never even came out here. It's oh been, dear, we we actually have had we've had about thirty six hours of complete darkness. That I mean, I'm not even making that up. It's actually been a very dreary day. Yeah, and, you did go red. Yeah. And yeah, the amazing thing, and I thought, well, this is a good sign. Is yesterday election day? It was. Beautiful. It was 62 and sunny. It was. Oh, what a good sign. What a great sign. (laughs) Not a cloud in the skies. Everything's coming up, Millhouse. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) This is going to be. I'm going to walk away with it. This is. But to to return to that, because I I just need to vent a little more, is like even at last night and even when it got bad and even when the needle moved past the 50%, that, that 2015 part of my brain said, calm the fuck down. It's there's no there's no way. I mean, how late was it before? How late was it before you started to flip? And then how long did it take for you to really say, "Oh shit"? That's a good point. That's a very good question. I there would, were plenty. Of, there were plenty of chances, and you expected it'll go back and forth. This is how it works. Electoral math. Do you know what I? I started to feel really bad in my stomach when it took so long to call Virginia because oh, I. Okay. I so it, Florida, it, it, you're okay with Florida because you realize big state, lots of places. Yeah, and two, 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 two time zones. Like yeah. there's a lot going on in Florida. And I, I am, I'm enough of a political nerd where I kind of, I, I, I there's, you know, I, I do feel like this election flipped a lot of the conventional wisdom, but the conventional wisdom is based still basically true, and, and it, it, you know. The, Virginia being so long was like a really bad sign. So she, you know, Hillary Clinton ended up winning Virginia, but the fact that it took so long to call it was really right. where it 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 
it was, so I would say at least on the East Coast time, it was around, I don't know, around 10 o'clock. So probably seven o'clock your time, uh, where I just thought the fact that they're not willing to call Virginia is a really bad sign. Yeah. Um, I think I started to really get the fear a little before that. Last night, you know how you do the benefits, like where if you go and buy this restaurant, school gets money. We try yeah. to you know, do this. So <clears throat> um, the girls went out to uh, go get some poke at the poke place, poke bowl. Uh, and, uh, and they were gone for a while. And like they came back in and I was like, um, this is not good. It was it was a situation where like I you know I follow this enough to know okay here's the battleground states I don't I don't need an infographic to understand the importance of that being somebody who's followed this more closely than I would ever admit in public until today I knew that there's a handful of places that are going to make a difference right anyway I explain this with my kid I mean yeah California's got a lot of electoral votes but what's the, what is it they say about uh, companies that's that's you know baked into the price or built right. into the price. We go into this knowing that there's a really good chance. I mean, there's a way beyond good chance that California is going to go this way. There's a very good, there's a, you know, again, a very good chance that, uh, say, Utah is going to go this way, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So you really focus on, it's like, we're not going to worry about the ponds. We're going to worry about the road that's right in front of us here. These are the big things. And it really, I kept going, okay, you know, haha, here we go. I'm not going to have a drink. This is going to be fine. And I just kept thinking, okay, it's just time for a few of these to uh, go from white to blue. And I kept thinking, there's really, really, feels like it's really time for some of these to go from white to blue. To like, well, this seems quite irregular. Why are more of these not flipping to blue? And that's where I got to the headspace you're in, where you're like, what is taking so long? We thought that was going to be one of the firewall states. Like, what happened with that? And I, I, I bet that along with a lot of other people watching this, that's probably around the time where we had the WTF maybe allowed moment of going like, you know, what if this is something, I don't say fundamentally different, because it isn't like it started as an election and turned into a tennis game. It was an election that ended as an election. But at the same time, there are, there's so many things that we thought to some level of certainty we understood about this. And I, I have to just, I mean, I, I'm trying to keep coming back to this, but this is just where my emotions and my mind are today, is I'm, I'm still stunned. I'm just, I'm still stunned with how much I did not understand about what was happening. And then you go and you look at the polls and you go and you look at the reporting on all of this. And I think it's probably about five times worse for a journalist today. You know what I mean? Like, listen to these folks, just sit and listen to the NPR podcast this morning. And they were just like, uh, yeah, this is real different than anything we had imagined could happen. I, and so what we don't we do we rule do we rule out I mean just to get this out of the way because there's certainly some part of your brain that goes huh it's weird like if I were going to make a program that affected the elections if I were going to do some kind of an exploit I would make it look close for a while and then win by a little bit like you're a gambler right but I am. Do, are we ruling that out do we feel like that's that's probably not I just want to get it out of the way so we can move on but yeah do, I don't do, think do you so. think there was it, meddling I kind of no. don't. I don't. I don't think so. I think it's a totally legit election, and and there, that's the problem. <laughs> there, there, there was a period between. I would say between like eight and ten Eastern time last night. Like we, we, we had MSNBC on before eight, but eight was really when we, you know, we we. That's just when real results. That's when start the, that's when polls start closing right. and you start being able to say something. Right. So from eight to ten. I was kind of rolling my eyes and and 
I, I kind of felt like MSNBC was sandbagging it, like to make it look close. There was yeah, that like they're, part like of they're, sandbagging is a great word for yeah. it. They're like they're they're milking this. This is their last chance. Yeah, they need to make this seem like a horse race up to the and end. And then there was and they kept saying every everyone kept saying how close it was. That was right. the watchword of the night. This is so much closer than anybody thought. And and there was there was an interchange between uh, R- Rachel Maddow and. Uh, uh, what's the guy's name? He's the 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 guy who got fired from the m- m- big seat at NBC. Uh, oh, not Tom Brokaw? No, no. but Keith he Overman? got demoted. Not not fired, but demoted. Oh, uh, oh, oh Brian Williams. Brian Williams. That's it. Yeah. Uh, there was an uh, exchange between Brian Williams and Rachel Maddow, where they 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 kind of went meta, and they were like, "We're not fucking with you. We, you know." Honest to God, this is as up in the air as as we're making it seem. And it was right around that that ten o'clock at night moment where where you know where I thought like the fact that they're not willing to call Virginia yet is like this is something is going on. And I, I you know that's where I thought, hey, this isn't just you know the TV you know they're they're not just playing this for ratings. Right. Right. Yeah, I felt something similar, and I, CBS did a really good job. I mean, I didn't love every single one of the folks on. I think they could have done with fewer than six people and just made, <laughs> let Dickerson talk more. Right. But it was it was a very good group. But I, I felt a similar thing at a lot of what I was looking at, and that's when we were talking earlier about the you know screaming WTF. I don't know why I'm suddenly so precious about language, but right. but there 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 did get to be this feeling that you're describing of almost like. Like, we need to break the fourth wall for a minute here. Yeah. Like, we all understand that there's a perform a performance aspect to this. Um, I mean, a polling site is going to get less traffic if it's a solid uh, 85-14 for a year. If it's a pretty solid 85-14 for a year, that, that's not going to get as much traffic as something where those numbers are changing around. So we get cynical about that. We understand clickbait and all that kind of stuff. But no, I agree with you. I think there was a certain point, or maybe I was just inferring this uh, with my own increasingly frazzled uh, mentality, but uh, it really felt like they, like they were struggling with it too. And so we're avoiding getting, getting to this, but like, you know, the polls, um, who everybody, you know, and like you, you go listen to anybody. We, I told, told you in text today, like I, I've been listening to the 538 podcast and, you know, between Nate and Harry, they're always trying to say like tamp down this like irrational exuberance about what this means and like constantly, you know, Nate got burned pretty bad on Trump because at one point he said, he's now famous for saying that he thought Trump, had, I can't believe I'm saying his name, had a less than 20% chance of becoming the GOP candidate. And that really came back to bite him. And I think he clamped down super hard with the model. All right. And listen to that show all along, how they develop the model, updates the model, what's happening with the model. But um, I, I think they have all along been trying to tamp that down. But I'm, I have this really sick feeling where I, I, I want to hear this, but I don't want to hear this. I want to hear what, what they have to say because they were the most conservative. And it was still so – I you know, and I haven't seen a, a side-by-side yet. I have not seen a side-by-side on how it turned out versus what each polling site – uh, modeled, but that's going to be a hell of a story. Like, yeah. wh- what parts of that broke down, and how did I break down? I mean, I like to think of myself as an empathetic person. I'm fond of quoting uh, that old Renoir movie and saying everybody has their reasons. Like, I, f- I think I'm a fairly empathetic person about this, but 
I did not realize how deep something was in this election, how deep some set of feelings, and I think there's a variety of feelings. I think just calling it racist or misogynistic is a little short-sighted. There's something maybe even deeper than that going on here, and I called that way wrong. Yeah, and it's, you know, it, it, it is clearly, I mean, you know, subtract white men and, and the election is a blowout for for. Hillary in the Clinton. model, but a lot of white women came out. That's, uh, it's the, that's true. the crazy part. Right. There, yeah, and it's weird. Like, what is the difference? Like, why was the white, whether you're men or women, angle so definitive here, and not when the black guy was running the last two elections? You know what I mean? Like he. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, well, look at the margin. Look at the margins. Look at the right. margins in the in the battle. Oh, God, listen to me. I fucking hate myself. Listen, I know. look at the margins in the battleground states. But look at the margins. The the 08, the twelve, and and the Hillary margins, and uh, Wilkes Bar. I mean, I don't know if that's yeah. how you pronounce it, but that's one that Obama ran away with. Yeah, it's it it. Well, he won by like twenty points. Pennsylvania's gone blue since ninety two. I think I, it's crazy. It's really really weird, and and, and it's you know turnout was phenomenal. In Philadelphia, you know, it was, you know, there were, you know, I, I don't know if what you were watching, you know, you said you were watching CNN. CBS and CNN, yeah. Right, but on, on MSNBC, they kept cutting to Philadelphia and they were showing like crazy long lines. Like North Carolina, North Carolina, you see a line where somebody takes their iPhone right. ugh, in portrait mode and, right. and walks along and you right. just see several hundred black people waiting to vote. And you're like, right. well, clearly, part of this, when they when they say, like, the whole percentage reporting, well, what if we don't know how many people have actually voted? Right. Like, but the, and you to, kept going, like, oh, maybe maybe this is really going to pull it out. Maybe North Carolina is going to be the one. I think what they're going to, you know, for whatever reason, they're going to show, I, I think the results will show that the turnout in the middle of all these states where, you know, the rural areas, that the, the turnout was just phenomenal, and hasn't been, even you know, with uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, in the Obama election years, it you know, for whatever reason, Trump turned these people out, and it's you know, I don't get it, but it's there. Um, I need to dash in a bit. Did you want to tell me about uh, one more thing that you're excited about? I this do week? want to tell you about. One I'm, more I'm thing. very happy to help if I can. <laughs> That's that. That's that's the eighth rule. The eighth rule is there are no sixth and seventh rules of Brazilian steakhouse. The ninth rule is you help a buddy with a read. <laughs> Have you ever heard Obrigado. of Obrigado? It's a new sponsor, a brand new company. I, I, well, maybe you've heard of them. I don't know. You're mm. juiced in, so maybe yeah, you've I heard am of them. In. Have you ever heard of a company called Squarespace? Square, Squarespace is that with a, with with an S? It, with an S. Squarespace okay. is. Are you talking about the single best place to go? To have uh, a website, a portfolio, or an online store. Yeah, and so exactly what I, it okay, is. Okay, I do. You know what? <laughs> yes, I do. I I've heard of Square. Yeah, yeah. Well, you're more juiced in than I am. I've I'm never heard of this more, I'm company. I'm a little more juiced in. Yeah, I've never heard of this company. But you can start building your own website today. At but Squarespace. the better part does it, does, it, does it require a credit card? It does not. But oh. if you huh. use this code, talk show. That now they don't have the the. It's just talk show, <laughs> but you'll get ten percent off whatever level you end up signing up at. But you can sign up for free with no credit card. 
you, are you telling amazing. me you could start literally, literally building your website today with Squarespace by going to squarespace.com? Yes. Is that what you're telling me? If you have any notion in your head for, hey, that should be a website. I can make a yeah. website that is blank. And, mm. and it could be, uh, like you said, a portfolio of your work. It could be a store where you sell the the crap that you make. Yeah. <laughs> Could be a blog, could be a podcast, could be anything. Yes. If you just start by going to squarespace.com, you are almost certainly will have an easier time doing it than if you do it in any other way. Uh, the sites, is there any benefit? Is there any benefit at all to signing up for a year? I, I, I think you get a free domain if you, you sign get a free up for domain a year. name. Sign up for a year. Free yeah. domain. Are you looking at the? Are you looking at my screen? <laughs> yes. <laughs> if I don't, you I don't sign know why up you for a year, like why did your home screen like that? If you sign up for a year, your doc's in the wrong place. You can get a free domain name. Uh, so literally, they cover everything from registering the domain name to the layout of your site, the fonts, the style, the you know, is it a portfolio site where you're showing the illustrations you make is it a store where you're selling t-shirts is it a blog is it a all of that stuff you can set up visually they have great... i don't know man what if i'm what if i'm a developer and i want to get my hands on the actual code is there any way do they have any provision for that probably not because it's it's squarespace right they wouldn't have anything like a platform for that you would think that they wouldn't you would think it's all yeah. just you know you got to click 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 but the truth is merlin this is yeah. amazing if you want to get in there and like you you want to like write your own javascript code and put it in there you can do it you, you actually can do that can. Right, right, right on the website. You can do that right in the website. You can just get in there and and uh, insert your own code. But but the thing is, with all these sites, if I run into any kind of trouble, I'm on my own. Is that correct? If like so, let's say I run into some kind of trouble. Maybe maybe I get confused. Maybe I I I, uh, I follow the wrong t- tutorial from uh, John Syracuse's CPAN, and I do my back backslashes the wrong way. Is there anybody that can help me? Probably not. <laughs> You would, you know what? What, what uh, if you got a, what if you got a, what they call it a greedy enumerator? I would what like if you have to tell you. It's accidentally eating your JavaScript. Is there anybody I, that you can call? I would like to tell you that, you know, I would like to say that you are correct because you're on the show and I don't want to embarrass you. I would like to say, yeah. yes, you've got to fix oh. it yourself. Okay, good. good the good. truth is, though, they actually have huh? 24 hour a day huh? real time support. You oh just God. call them up and, 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 well, you can text, you can text them. Yeah, but they've got people. They've positioned them around the world. I literally. I'm, what if, you think what, what I'm if I want to talk to somebody in Portland? Is that anything that, that, yeah. that can help me with? Yeah, they're in Portland. They're in Ireland. <sighs> they, they've positioned these people strategically around the world so that when you need tech support, if you need tech support, you can get somebody on the horn. It's like the Doctor Strange portals. Yeah, they're exactly. protecting the globe with these three equal distant points, and they put an entire web of support over the Earth. And that exactly. keeps us away from Dormama Mumu. Exactly. So, oh, that's amazing. Listen what a, what's it called? What's the name of the service again? It's called Squarespace. And now Squarespace. I think they're going places. I think you're going to hear about them. I think yeah. I think keep it in mind. If you have a notion for a website, go to squarespace.com. Remember the code talk show, no the, and mm-hmm. you'll get 10% off. But you don't need I mean, honestly, you don't even need 10% off. Just even if you forget the code, just go there and sign up. It it's it's a great service. 
And there could be somebody in your life today who needs this site, and they don't know it, but you do. That's the thing. You, that, do, not, you do not want to be in the webmaster business. You don't want to be making for your preschool, for your church group. You don't want to be doing that. You don't want to get out of that business where you've got to know the SSH login to be able to... No, right. you don't need to do that anymore. Tell your friends and your family about this site because it's perfect for somebody in your life. Yeah, that's actually... I, I mean, you know, I'm tongue-in-cheek on this whole thing where you, you know are yeah. jumping in on this. That's yeah, actually sorry. probably the single best advice about Squarespace is that keep it in mind for people who don't listen to shows like the talk show, because exactly like if your kids, uh, you know, uh, preschool or the church yeah. group or whatever needs a website guaranteed, that is a better idea than you jumping in and saying, Oh yeah, I'll you know jump in and you know SSH in and start a index.html web you know forget it. Just go to Squarespace and cut yourself out of it. Totally true. Cut yourself, cut, cut yourself out of it. They just got to run with that, right? <laughs> it's totally true though. Ah, <laughs> uh, what are we gonna do? Um, I think we're gonna yeah. be okay. Yeah, I think we will too. I um I share your interest and obsession with the whole idea of story. So I was talking about this. I did, I'm doing a new show with a couple of friends of mine. We were talking last week about that Steve Jobs lost interview um, that you can see on Netflix. And I was realizing, and I, forgive me if you've heard this, if you're one of the five people who listen to that show, but I, I'm very interested in the idea of how Apple and Steve Jobs and Pixar are, are so interested in the idea of story. Story about the company, story yeah. as, a, as a thing that we create. And I was trying to make the case that Apple also... Uh, if you if you accept the notion that story is an abstraction layer, uh, their computers and their devices are stories too. They're taking out all of the inessential things and telling a great story with the minimal number of components needed to tell this story correctly. So I, I've been thinking a lot about story, and now today I'm thinking more about story because I just um, I feel like with the the with our president elect right now, you described something earlier. Well, is that is this a victory for him? Is it a victory for the party? Is it a defeat of the opposing party? It's hard to know right now, but the one thing I do feel that I need to learn more about before I try to do anything intelligent and rational is to understand what stories he told, whether they're true, whether they're good, whether they're accurate, whether they're kind, whether they're decent, whether they're respectful. Whatever stories he's telling meant a lot to people. And I think different parts of that story meant things to different people. And a lot of the folks in those red states found a way to overlook one to five terrible things about him because there was something about that story that worked for them. And the failure of imagination for me, as I sit here today, is that I don't think I got that story well enough. And I think like everybody else, I missed it. I, I don't know what's going to change as a result of that, but I don't know how I proceed to do anything intelligently until I understand what I got wrong. I don't want to point a finger. I don't want to yell at Jill Stein. I, I want to first understand like how I got it wrong. And, that's, that's, and I think I didn't get the story right. Yeah, I, so I am of the opinion that in the 2000 election that you can yell at Ralph Nader, that Ralph Nader really fucked that one up. And it, you don't even want to get my wife. You've probably heard her do it because that one is. She, she has a few hot button issues. She has a hot button issues. And, and Ralph Nader in 2000 is one of them is that Ralph Nader really fucked that one up. Uh, and I don't feel like this is that at all. I, I, I'm with you. I don't have any animosity towards the third party candidates, towards Jill Stein or uh, uh, 
Joe Schenectady, whatever the guy's name is. The, yeah, the pot guy, Joe Schenectady. Yeah, the guy who doesn't know where Aleppo is. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I Aleppo's mean, that uh, Brazilian restaurant in Philadelphia. You know what? <laughs> I think that's the that's, third. That's the 12th that rule of... <laughs> <laughs> Aleppo. If you yell Aleppo, you always get you get a <laughs> get a fresh cut of the house sirloin. You like maybe a nice chicken a heart? Yeah. Uh, Don't fill up on Aleppo. This isn't that at all. It's very different. Yeah. It's you know it, it you know I tweeted it. I I you know you know I I my id comes out on Twitter. I yep. I tweet a lot looser than I blog. And even on the show, even, you know, I, I, you know, I'm looser on Twitter than I am anywhere else. And I, I tweeted before the, I think it was even before. Yeah. I think it was like two days ago, but where, where the Trump team had suggested that they're going to, you know, appoint Rudy Giuliani as attorney general. And, uh, you could you could not put those announcements in Gingrich. You could not yeah. put that in Mad Magazine and have and, it be plausible. And Newt Gingrich is Secretary of State, and, and, and you know maybe that's actually you know at this point maybe that's going to come to pass. And like you said, it may, mm. sounds like something out of Mad Magazine. But honest to God, at least uh, there, there's a certain honesty to it. You know what I mean? Like I I think it's preposterous. I don't agree with. It. I think it's terrible. But. It, 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 at least they're saying this is how bad it's going to be, you know, there, or this is how, you know, you know, I say bad, but, at, you know, this is how, you know, D- different, how different it's going to be. Can be a little, I think things, I think we can fairly say in a nonpartisan way, things are going to be a little different for a while. <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> I think that's exactly right. But there is, did you a, see, that, see that video of Obama high-fiving a little kid dressed like Superman? Yeah. And then he fell down. He he he. Superman high fived him, and he fell back. Like yeah. he was really, like the force of that little five year old kid knocked him over. Right. I I don't think you're gonna get so much of that anymore. Yeah, not I'm gonna, so I'm much. gonna really really miss that guy. <sighs> um, sorry, I cut you off there. No, it's you know I don't know where I was going. You got to edit this thing and put it out, John. This is gonna this is gonna help a lot of people. I that's exactly what I want. Is. I think you are probably one of the premier Brazilian steak podcasts that's available today. I, I I don't know all of them. The thing is, we can't scoop up everybody. That's the thing. We're going to hey, leave ha- some people out of the Brazilians. Uh, have meat you circle. ever had the fried banana at a Brazilian steakhouse? <laughs> Shit, dog. Hell yeah. <laughs> it's And it, here's what I thought the first time I went. I was like, well, yeah. I'm not eating a fried banana. That well, sounds disgusting. That's how they get you. That's how they get you. And that's how it's they get pretty it. damn good. It's really good. And next thing you know, you're asking your guy. The guy thinks uh-huh. you're asking for more of the uh, top sirloin or the bottom sirloin. You know, they've mm-hmm. got like 13 different cuts of steak. And the yeah. guy thinks you're going to ask for that. And you're like, uh, no, bring us another fried banana. They should serve it on a sword, though. That would make yeah, it more fun. They should. Banana sword. I, th- I think because, though... I think the problem is, you know, that you know, it's going to fall right off the sword. It's going to cut right through it. I agree. You know, do you get the little tongs on the table when you go? I love the little oh, tongs. Always, you got to get the we, tongs because well, the you tongs get to participate are, a little bit. I don't think they right. have to do that, but I like the fact that they cut most of it off and they kind of give you this look. They go, huh? And you, right. you grab your little tongs and you help it the rest of the way. Right. They they you they know? cut it about eighty percent of the way, and then yes. you take your tongs and then they cut the rest of the way, and you you take your little your little slab of meat. Mm. No, I want, not one Brazilian steak. 
So um, I think Amer- America needs. I, I think that's what America needs. America needs a Brazilian steak. Mm, that's a really good way. Stronger together. You right. know, I, I think it's something we 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 could all use. Are you? Are you? Um, do you feel like you're going to be okay? I mean, I mean, after the holiday party's over. But I mean, like, do you feel like? Um, I know it's probably too early to feel anything too coherently, but anything you're you're thinking about going forward. <sighs> All I keep thinking is I, I, I am upset. I, I've taken this very hard. I am politically uh, uh, very fascinated. I've said this before, but where like when I first started thinking, you know, I should start writing a blog, I, I had this name, Daring Fireball, in my pocket. And I thought, should I write about like Apple and tech stuff or should I write about politics? You know, and it was, it was like a 50 50 call for me in 2002. Wow. It really was like, wow. Which one? I, I really am that invested in this stuff. Or maybe sports. Did you ever consider sports? I sport, <laughs> sports is always up there. No, I'm, I'm not being facetious. I, I'm I mean, totally did it cross serious. your mind? I'm t- it, it did, but not as much because I didn't feel like it was as underserved. I feel like, okay, yeah. I felt like politics and, and tech were underserved by smart commentary. Well, we both, we both got, we both got lucky and different. Obviously you were way more successful than I was at this, but we were both, we had good timing at figuring out a pie slice of a pie slice. Like who would ever think somebody would want something about Mac productivity? Like, you know, most people don't want a Mac site. Most people don't want a productivity site. Who would want a Mac productivity site? That's bananas. And in your case, there were not that many people out there doing what you were doing. But you know, the sports sports a little more. It, totally true, uh, but I will tell you, and and like previous elections, you know, again, I, I'm glad that Barack Obama won the last two. I was despondent in 2000 and 2004 when when George W. Bush won, but this one to me, I, I there's like a, a, I don't just feel like my side loss. I feel a guilt. I feel like, and I, I, I you, you know what I mean? You and I are almost identically aged white men, straight white men with wives and, and a kid, you know, and our kids are both what roughly 10 years old. My kid's a little older. Yours yeah. is a little younger. We're almost the same guy. We really are, and and we we make our living on the internet, you know, and we've got it good, right? I, I mean, there's no denying it. You and I have it really good, and I really do feel that at at, at a basic level, like I, I almost it's not even it's not even my right to feel bad about this one because it's hmm. m- my people who. Who blew it? I, and that, that's that's I true. But th- there's another part of this that's part of what eats at me is that I have seen, and I agree with you. Like, who needs two white guys talking about anything? Except, like, I'm a white guy who was really pulling right. for a lot of stuff to change. Like, regardless of like you know whatever applesauce my dick is in, like I there's some stuff that means a lot to me. And as I have had small and sometimes private little bits of evolution in how I think about the world, I got a little myopic. In thinking that other people saw the same thing and that they could be um, thrilled and buoyed to see people who never had a chance to be normal American citizens before get to do things in the last five years nobody could have expected. I mean, 
who who saw the gay marriage thing coming along the way it did? Well, some right. people did, and then it happened. And you're like, how can you look at that and see anything but joy that two right. people just got to be the person they want to be? America right. is where you get to be the person that you want to be, and that's I, that's the hard part. But it's even even I want to say even or especially as a white guy because no, I don't I don't have the I don't have the same. I'm certainly I'm extremely privileged in so many ways. I get to go where I want to go and all that kind of stuff. But my my little miniature journey into understanding these little parts of America better and getting to see those people have these exalted moments of victory after years of being told that they aren't an actual human being, to see so much of that progress in the last five years and now see that in jeopardy hurts my heart in a way that's difficult for me to communicate. I, I feel exactly the same way. I, 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 I can't say it better. I, this is why I'm glad you're on the show with me today. And I really hope that whatever side of the election people who are listening to this are on, that they 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 can hear us and sympathize. I I, I mean that. I, I and in a way, you know that like I for example, <laughs> I think my wife, if if she were, I don't think she listens no, to the she whole doesn't. show. Mm-mm. Yeah, so I think she'd be furious if she heard me saying that I'm, you know, I, whichever side of the election you're on, because she thinks the people who voted the other way are shitbags, and she's not, she's not wrong. She's no, she's right. not. She's not wrong. Yeah, here's, she's here's not wrong. I got, here's something I got schooled hard on, right? Um, by by a friend of the show, John Syracuse, and we were talking about things having to do with the way that women get treated by everybody. Right. And I found myself saying this thing that I don't say anymore. And this is a, like less than a year ago, but I found myself saying, don't these people who are these good Gamergate guys, don't they realize that they're talking to somebody's sister or they're talking to somebody's daughter? And John, I think very intelligently said, Hey, you know, is that really, <laughs> is that the hill you want to die on? You sure you want to put their, the importance of their humanity and rights in terms of how they relate to you? And I thought about it for months and months and months. And then I saw it happening a lot after the pussy grabbing, and I thought about it a lot. And now I think you have to want these things for people because they're people, not because they're people that you've decided are particularly empathetic based on your own feelings and needs. And that's where I think I do feel comfortable as a white guy saying that this is a shit show because I have I, I, I've gotten to see those victories. I see it in my kid's class. I see it in the girl in my kid's class in a, in a, where's a hijab. I mean, I, you see it. It is real. This is not an abstract thing about a wall. This is about actual human beings who have worked extremely hard to make what they can here. And to see that potentially taken away in such a massive way, if that doesn't move you, you're not wired right. I saw a thing where just yesterday, somebody posted on Twitter, just, I mean, there's a thousand of them, you know, maybe there's a thousand different pictures of the same thing but somebody posted yesterday a picture of a a, a white guy looked you know maybe around somewhere around 27 years old white guy at a trump rally the day before the election and he was wearing a shirt that said hillary is a bitch pound sign uh trump so black letters hillary is a bitch and then the hashtag uh it, it was in red trump and Somebody, you know, just uh, the observation was, can you even imagine, you know, how much worse is the misogyny that allows somebody to go out in public with a shirt like that? Because what would be the equivalent shirt against Obama, right? Nobody would go out wearing a shirt with the N-word on it, 
right? right. I mean, th- or, you know, I say nobody, but, and it's, you know, maybe in a country of 300 million, there's one guy who would do it. But this, this, this wasn't like but that. But you wouldn't have 46% person. of the population thinking it's okay. Right. Exactly. <laughs> there is something very different. And there's no, there's no, there's no cultural prohibition against that. That's pushing back to make him go. Maybe this isn't such a good idea. And it makes me feel personally, uh, and, and even before the, and again, this was like 48 hours ago. This is before the results, but that, that one tweet and the guy wearing that shirt that said that it, it just it emphasizes how I feel like this whole time. I feel like I'm, I need to step backwards and, let other people tell me what is going on rather than observe myself. You know, Mm -hmm. do you know what I mean? Like I I do, you, you, we have, you have to like shut the fuck up right at the times when somebody is telling you something you need to hear. And then increasingly I'm coming around to the idea of how important it is to speak up when somebody's doing the opposite. Exactly. Like I, the only time I feel that I, the need to speak up is to observe, like for example, to say it is to me, literally, uh, I'm not uh, exaggerating, uh, unacceptable to wear a shirt that says Hillary is a bitch. It's completely unacceptable. It, it, it really, it, to me, is as unacceptable as saying Obama is the N word. It, it, it's that. It, it equivalent yet we're not there as a society. So I'm, I'm willing to stand up and say that, but in terms of, you know, how we got this election result, I, I just feel like I, you know, I don't know. I don't know either. <sighs> I tell you what, the other thing too, and I think we're in the same boat here. With like I said, like with two kids who at this point, like when we first had our kids, it felt like they were, they were so far apart in age, right? Oh, I know, I know, I know. We were just like, playing with that last night. Ellie was pulling out some of her stuffies because she was feeling pretty racked, uh, and she found that little bird uh, Jonas gave her in New Zealand. Uh, it 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 was like it they were like babies. It, there was like a little baby and a big baby. Yeah, it was like well, it was like you know when. But at this point, there it feels like they are both "quote unquote" about ten years old, yeah. <laughs> and and that's a loose approximation. I have to say, honest to God, and 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 we we don't like we haven't indoctrinated Jonas with politics. We haven't, you know, it, it, like you know, we don't make him talk about it. We don't make him think about it. He he just absorbs what he picks up. I have to say, he is devastated. He's absolutely devastated. And and the kids, uh, you know, again, maybe it's because we're in the city and it's an urban environment, but the kids today are so open-minded. Kids today, like, he, you know, I mean, he's got like... Oh, it's, it's, it's I mean, unbelievably different. You, my daughter does not need to be schooled that it's, it's okay for gay people to be together. <laughs> I mean, it's everywhere. It's the teachers at her school. It's, it's, I mean, that's where we live. This is life. These are our friends. I, These, I and, think, and you, it would be like saying to her, you know, Pete, you shouldn't punch people in the face just because right. they're wearing a blue shirt. Right. She'd be like, well, yeah, yeah, of course right. not. Like, why did you need to tell me that? Well, I, just so you know, it's okay if gay people are together. I, I've said this before. 
and I think you listen to my show, so you maybe you've heard it, but I, I think it's the most amazing thing. Jonas's school has a club, and it's called Glow G L O W, and it and it stands for gay, lesbian, or whatever. And to me, it is the greatest. It's so much better than LGBT. And then you know they they keep you know there's Q and and QIA yeah QI gay lesbian or whatever is to me oh, it's that's the actual name no it's literally the name it's it's officially <laughs> the name I'm not making it up it is so and it's great. actually weirdly efficient <laughs> it, but nobody but like he doesn't think it's funny or, or or clever at all that's literally but it it, it actually is what everybody of his generation seems to think is like, well, wow, yeah, but you know, whatever you're into, you're into what cool, you know, it's all right. Why, why would that matter to me? And it's like me worrying about you having a right. green car, but this election result is such a repudiation <laughs> of that or whatever part. Right. That's, and, and, that's yeah. And the kids get it. The kids do. There's no, there's no, denying it there's i mean and it's it's not just like the video of the the uh latino girl saying to hillary clinton i'm worried that my my parents are going to be deported and you know hillary says come here you know i'm, I'm gonna do whatever i can it's not it, 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 it's all kids it doesn't matter what their background is all kids see it and, and it really i don't know what to do i really don't it, it's it's the most lost i've ever felt as as a parent yeah, I agree with you. I mean, I it's so early. I think it's at a time when you're not sure what's going on, you're feeling at sea, you know, I think the advice to not panic is, is a good one. I mean, it, it's hard not to, but I think on some level, you've kind of got to just, you got to just feel your way through and know we've gotten through a lot of stuff and we'll go through a lot of stuff in the future. I don't have anything inspirational to say here, except that like you just, you've got to keep your cool, keep doing the right thing. And try try not to be unkind. Like right now, there's there's a lot of people going after each other, and there's a real vibe of telling. It feels like there's the beginnings of a vibe of finger pointing, and there's a big vibe. And you know, if that's your thing, you know, Hakuna Matata. But like, I let's I would feel like if I had one thing to ask, let's go easy on that for a while, and let's go easy on on tearing each other apart or tearing other people apart, and let's maybe just have at least a couple three days where we don't tell people that they're feeling wrong incorrectly or they're feeling bad wrongly. That's let's let people have a time to to grieve for whatever it is they're grieving for, even if you don't think they deserve it. I I that's exactly how I feel, and I don't want. Again, I don't want to point any fingers. I really don't. I, I mean, uh, I, I just want to say keep pushing in the right direction and and f- forget about it. It's so hard because we're, as as mechanical devices, human beings are meant to see everything day by day, hour by hour, moment by moment. But the truth is, you know, in the long term, what matters is, you know, on the years, you know, years and decades perspective and just keep pushing in the right direction and it'll work out even though this is clearly a setback. And, well, but, but I really do think that it, it's, it's not right, uh, counterproductive to, to start pointing fingers. Well, let's check back in after a while. I gotta, I gotta go pick up my kid and start my holiday yep. party.
I have I, a holiday party. Did, did you get the uh, invitation? <laughs> I'm going to be joining you. <laughs> Merlin Man, <laughs> where else can people listen to you? You are, the, in my opinion, probably the single greatest podcaster on the internet. Where oh, you're else? always you're always saying that. No, I, um, but I actually mean that. You're you're well, actually you. you have like a bizarre gift for being <laughs> really good on a podcast. Bizarre gift declares John Gruber. Yeah, I don't know. I just I don't fucking know at this point. <laughs> Tell me, very good branding. Just go to Hot Dogs Ladies if you want to see me on Twitter. I'm yeah. feeling kind of quiet right now. <laughs> go to Hot Dogs Ladies on Twitter. You know what you should do. You know what they should do. They should listen to the show I do with uh, John Syracuse. I do a show with John Syracuse called Reconcilable Differences. Never heard and of the guy. Never heard of it. It's at relay.fm slash rd. Yeah, but and, who's the, uh, who is this guy, John Syracuse? I don't know. I think he might be uh, an Italian. I don't know if he's here legally. <laughs> we're going to build a big, beautiful wall with Napoli, and uh, we're going to make the Italians pay for it. Eh, it's a spicy meatball. Dun-dun-dun-dun-dun. <laughs>